Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They had been been around the block a time or two. What's the first deal they built, I bet? No, no, you know, I think they were, the the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap cheapo cars, and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item. Backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> that's a, that's a bit of a joke uh, that we will uh, never never uh, let anyone in on. But, yeah, no uh, address. Yeah. Well, what's up, everybody? It is the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. It is November, and uh, it's hot. 
not just in the sense that I'm in Tennessee and it's warmer than it's ever been on my birthday week, but NASCAR right now is the hot thing uh, all over the country, on to social media, everywhere you look, NASCAR stuff. It's like it's 2005. We have tons <laughs> to talk about today. <laughs> I don't know how do. else to, to talk about it. And usually I like waiting for like the big story, but we have like 12 big stories. We just found out as we were getting ready that Jimmy Johnson, in a way, is coming back. And that's in a not major even, way. In a major way. And that's not even the headline story today. It's mm -hmm. Ross frickin' Chastain. Oh, my gosh. Eric, lead us off. What are, what are your thoughts on, what are we calling this? The Hail Melon or the Martinsville Miracle? Hail Melon with the Miracle? What, what, lead us off. I, I like Hail Melon. I, I like them all. Any, any melon um, puns I, I, I'm happy with. Uh, yeah, I was watching the end of that race, and I was going through a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, Chase Briscoe staying out, uh, had his teammate Cole Custer in second playing some defense for a moment there. And I think I even tweeted this. I'm like, Chase Briscoe is going to win this race. And I like Chase Briscoe a lot, but on my show just a week earlier, I told everyone watching there is zero chance Chase Briscoe wins at Martinsville. You can take it to the bank. So I was about to get exposed in the biggest way possible. <laughs> so I was down. I was like, oh, gosh. Then Bell finally clears for third, mm -hmm. gets around Keselowski for second. I'm like, Oh, see Bell going to do another clutch victory. I love it. All right. And my mood changed around dramatically. I was all pumped. What a storyline. And then there's little red car, like Herbie the love bug up on the fence at the end of Herbie fully low, just comes flying into my picture. Where did he come from? He's in the playoff. He's in the championship four. I don't know how, I don't know how that worked. I mean, I guess I do. I understand these cars are very firm, very rigid. Probably doesn't work that well in the old car where it would have given a little bit, but with this tough, next gen car he made it happen I, I don't know is it the most skillful move no not at all it's a gutsy move uh, that that's what you have to give ross chastain credit for the creativity other drivers have sort of kind of tried versions of but no one's just committed the way ross chastain did and made it work so i know we'll talk about in a minute if it should continue going forward if this should become an actual consistent strategy but if this is the first and only time we ever see it work Kudos to Ross Chastain, boy. It broke the internet, the media sphere for a week, and he deserves all the credit for trying something. <laughs> Danny, what do, you, what do you think about that? Oh, well, first of all, I'm just going to say for Eric, uh, those are some nice colors that Christopher mm -hmm. Bell won in, isn't it? Nice face. Yeah, nice true. image. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love the black and yellow here. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, another clutch win for Christopher Bell. You know, I. I I will probably talk about this on my channel either tomorrow or Friday, but all four of these guys, you can lobby for reasons of why they could win a championship, but for Bell specifically, it's got to be he's clutch right when he needs to be. He was clutch at Martinsville, he's clutch at the Roval, and, uh, you know, I think he's – the 20 team is, is popping off right at the right time. But NASCAR 2005, who would have ever thought of that – would be brought up in 2022 by someone other than one of us saying, I love that game. <laughs> what do you think, Darren? I tried to mute it, but they, they, there's just cop cars and, oh, I can and hear it fire now. trucks and ambulances <laughs> going by. There, there, there's, there's still people that are in shock having to get medical attention from this race. What are your thoughts on it? Really quick, before I get into them, first and foremost, um, in light of the recent news, RIP to the one and only takeoff. That was a tragedy. But uh, other than that, holy crap, what a freaking move, my guy. Oh, my goodness. 
Like, I mean, I was just like Eric. I was just watching the race. I was like, yeah, another clutch win by Christopher Bell, man. So that not, that makes two clutch wins in the playoffs that could potentially propel him to a championship. But then Ross Chastain just steals the show and just roll and just wall and just, you know, rides the wall the entire way. And, you know, one of the um, most interesting quotes, too, is like he said that he he let go of the wheel. He just let it like he, that takes the you know that takes the meaning of of of, uh, of uh, what's that one song? Oh yeah, Jesus take the wheel to a whole nother level. Freaking Jesus take the wheel and take me to the Cup Series championship. That's exactly what happened, man. And uh, you know you got to feel for a driver like Denny Hamlin too, man. Just one of the most uh, snake bitten drivers in NASCAR uh, history um, and imagine, ends up losing to his rival. Imagine what was going through Hamlin's mind at that point. So yep, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. What? The, how did you get here? Hey, dude, Denny Hamlin, he was minding his own business. And he even said afterwards, like, he was asked, like, like by someone, like, hey, could you have blocked that last minute? And he, he quickly said no. Like, no, no, no. Like, he did not see him at all, too. And one of the funniest reactions, though, Michael Maroots, go watch this stream, because he watched it live on, like, the NASCAR app and all that stuff on his live stream. And, oh, my gosh, everyone was going crazy. But, hey, you know, for all the stuff we've given Ross Chastain about, you know, certain times he's aggressive you know he should just you know obviously he should have a little bit better driver etiquette and stuff too i've maintained for like most of the year like look that's who he is and stuff and look it's gotten to a you know taking these risks have have ultimately gotten him to a championship you know and denny hamlin you know he said all these quotes like oh he's it's not gonna be it's not gonna come it's not gonna be good for him you know come playoff time but sorry denny I, in the I, end chastain won i specifically remember jeff burton saying and i quote he's not gonna make it to phoenix they're not going to let him. Well, they, they let him, man. <laughs> I, just... I think Chastain's strategy was basically, okay, I'll get all my aggressiveness out of the way because he's been quiet for a while, you know? So maybe they sort of forgot about it. I'll be real. When I saw him going on the high side, I because I was like, okay, it's set, and I'm writing down the final four, taking all, all my notes I take, and I like just look up and see him, and I'm like, what in the actual, you know, bleep, 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 bleep. I did. I I just kept saying the same sentence over and over again because I couldn't comprehend what I had seen, and I, and then at that point I just laughed at it. I'll be completely honest. I just laughed it, at it. It was crazy. But then what 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 was sad to me at the time too. Now that I think about this, my first immediate thought was like, Is NASCAR going to allow that? But then I'm like, Wait, no, no, no. There's no rule against it. So like, no, they can't. No, they can't do nothing. I, I will say this. Um, if anyone's seen it on, it's on YouTube. It's on Twitter. Uh, it, it's probably on TikTok. Somebody did an awesome edit of it where they had Freebird playing right before he gets into the corner, and it fits perfectly. Absolutely there's perfect. Been, there's been a ton of edits about it are on it now, like a ton well, of cool ones. Well, speaking like of, of stuff with social media, uh, I want to read some of this stuff off because I I will actually make a point to, to say this, and at least for this season, uh, at least for recent memory, but I would say this is probably one of the biggest moments ever in NASCAR, like possibly on the level of the 79 Daytona 500, when you look at, and this was from yesterday, so the numbers are probably much, much, much higher. Uh, the social media views for this finish, for Chastain doing that, are off the charts. On YouTube alone, yesterday, by yesterday, it had 2.9 million views, which is more than the Martinsville race itself got. On Facebook, it had 13.5 million views, which is more than any NASCAR race in 10 years. On Twitter, <laughs> it had almost 31 million views, which is about the most amount of people who have ever watched a race. And on TikTok, it had 54 million views. 
all together, it was at about 101 million people have, or not people, but 101 million views. And I would probably say, you know, I'd, I'd guess at least half to 60% of them were all individual different people. So it's like, it's, it was the number one trend on Twitter. It was number one on Sports Center. People like Pat McAfee and that one dude from Barstool that always craps on the Vikings. It's a Bears fan. I don't know his name, but <laughs> I just know that it's funny watching a watching him crap on the Vikings with his team. Um, but you see, you know, all these people who don't talk NASCAR, and they, and and is you can tell they don't talk NASCAR because they don't they 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 seem like they're like Ross Ch- Chastain. Into Just the same. championship event? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's he always the a, championship. Oh, have, no, in the race. Okay. Yeah, have you noticed every time they, like, if you go on one of these, they talk about it, they're talking the entire time in questions. Like, uh, Ross uh, <laughs> Chastain is Chastain? in the, uh, the NASCAR uh, playoffs. Playoffs? Why playoffs? NASCAR is race Playoffs? playoffs. It's a damn the good culture. It's uh, good to finally see NASCAR have some great PR finally throughout the entire film you know, during the or playoffs. Something positive for not, yeah, something for positive, not a, a, a near deadly crash, for not some <laughs> horrible off track controversy or yeah. you know a fight necessary. And fights aren't necessarily always bad, but it, it, this is better. This is a positive thing. But part of the, I, part of the reason that we all said we kind of like had the crap on some of the people who don't talk about this. It's because of the fact that they don't talk about this and they don't know anything when they start talking about this. Yeah. Well. well oh, it's yeah. Like that. Obvious. Oh, yeah. Like that one quote. Dale Earnhardt Jr. died. Yeah. Y- y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she loves NASCAR, though, guys. It's her favorite thing ever. She, she's new. She'll 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 figure yeah, it out. But I, I appreciate yeah. the effort. But what she's, I was gonna say, because I I know I know this is next, and and I feel like we just have to talk about it. Like all this positive publicity, should NASCAR make a rule? going into next year to prevent you from wall riding at the finish who wants to go first i'm interested to hear people's thoughts on this any go ahead i'll start on this i say no and solely for the fact nascar is going to use this to profit to market like crazy If, if you market this is what the sport's all about and then you say but they can't do that in the sport ever again that's that's two face right there well, I'm going to say no off the fact that it's not going to work at, at every single track. I mean, it there won't. are certain. Yeah, yeah it, probably there are certain... It, it probably wouldn't work again if someone mm-hmm. went and tried it because they wouldn't, you know, they, they can't hit it the same way every time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, Chastain's he's extremely talented. I feel like he's like, you know, one of the few guys who could actually make that move work, you know. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's not going to work at, at every single track, too. We've seen that in years past, too. I mean, years ago, Carl Edwards tried, you know, a similar version of it, didn't end up working in the end. And then Larson did it, too, um, didn't end up working either. So I don't know. Like, I, But uh, as for Martinsville specifically, though, I am curious, like, if they don't add a rule for that specific track, then I'm really curious to see how many guys try will end up trying uh, trying to do it on the final lap. That, that was a bold move to advance into the playoffs. Now, what happens if we're in a case like, I'm trying to think of a specific race. Okay, let's think back 2017 Martinsville race. Denny Hamlin doesn't uh, wreck uh, Chase Elliott. They keep going all the way to the line. And then let's say Hamlin's like, you know what? I'm just going to pass you on the outside. Here I go. I win. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's just I, I guess like, well, I also see one of the options on the poll that Jared had put. Uh, it's a wait and see thing. So I'm like, I'm mostly no. But then part of me is like, yeah, I kind of want to wait and see what happens, though, because I mean, if it does start to become a regular thing at like a Martinsville or maybe some of these other short tracks, then maybe perhaps we might have to put something in place. But for now, I say no. So my problem with it. So if at Phoenix this weekend, because I, I know a lot of people I've seen a lot of folks have gone on to iRacing in the past few days and are testing this at different tracks. Oh, it, it, you can get suspended for that too, by the way. <laughs> it, it, oh, yeah. Well, and from what I can tell, I don't, I don't know that it would necessarily work at Phoenix, at least according to iRacing, but mm. who really knows? But say at Phoenix this weekend, say Joey Logano wins the championship by ripping the top like that and passing Christopher Bell in the final lap. Are you going to be impressed? Will anyone be impressed? Or will we all say, I'd, I'd okay, be, I saw I'd that be, last week. He didn't I'd take be, any skill to do that. I'd, I'd be impressed at the fact that it did work again. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be, be impressed. Okay. I'd be impressed for the for one reason. Uh, and it's because I think based, I, I would say at Phoenix, with the way the, the radius of those corners are, based on the laws of physics, that wouldn't work. Like mm-hmm. the but reason it worked, the reason it worked at Martinsville, and it would only work at Martinsville, in my opinion, is because of how tight those corners are. That and how slow they drive. The force would bring him along. Uh, Mike Wheeler from twenty three eleven had had actually figured out that he was pulling over five G's through that corner. Someone check his head. Make sure it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, well, regardless, I, I just think the next time we see it, it won't be nearly as impressive as it was this time. It no. won't be as exciting. It won't be as innovative. It will, I think it'll feel cheap. And some mm-hmm. people already feel like Ross Chastain's move was kind of a cheap shot. Hamlin beat him fair and square on that final run. He, he passed him. Chastain beat the crap out of his rear bumper. Hamlin still drove off away from him, passed a bunch of cars. And then Chastain threw the hail melon at the end and got it to work. So I don't know if they need a new rule right away. Maybe this is a wait and see. If somebody tries it again next year, you implement a rule. But I, I think there are enough safety concerns to justify a rule. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Darren. And I wanted to point this out too. One thing um, Alan Besso had, uh, he had uh, tweeted about it after the race. And um, the one thing he said that really resonated with me, he had said, thank goodness the, um, you know, the um, the fencing gate. thing. Yeah, thank goodness, yeah. you know, his car didn't hit the gate thing neither. Because, I mean, There's... we saw what happened with Mike Harmon back so, in 2002. Yeah. So, so that's one of my concerns. My other safety concern is, you know, we've heard all the replays of spotters from other cars being like, whoa, whoa, watch out. Whoa, there's a guy. Whoa, what is he doing? Oh, my gosh. Imagine somebody comes up exit of four right in front of Ross Chastain who's going 60 miles an hour faster, and he rear ends mm-hmm. them. That's a concussion. Like, there, yeah. there's no way that's not a concussion. So I, I think – I think there's enough safety concerns to potentially justify a rule change. And then from a competition standpoint, I think we're all giving Chastain credit for guts and creativity, but it wasn't a skillful move. Uh, He may have practiced it because he knew to put it in the fifth gear and kind of enter high, but I think everyone would know to enter high and the fifth gear thing. Yeah. Maybe that was practice. Maybe that took skill or knowledge to know, but ultimately it's not a skillful move. He even said the wheel was not even in his hands. He just had his foot flat on the gas. and was just riding the wall. So you know, do we want to routinely see that move decide races at even if it's just Martinsville? Martinsville is a pivotal point on it, the schedule, it's the second to last race every year. But it also was literally the way the cars were was the perfect in the perfect position for him to do that. And a lot of races, like going down to the finish, there's cars that are just stacked up 12 deep. So it's not like every single time it would be that way. I say no rule for the for the fact that. Because if you make it if you make it a blanket rule across the series, which is what NASCAR does with their rules for the most part, outside of like a double yellow line rule, 
when that's a completely different type of racing is they'd probably do it at every track because you saw uh, Kyle Larson do it. I think Noah Gregson said he did it at one point in a, a varied way. Um, and a, one other, there was one other uh, person who had done it. And what I say to that is, like, how do you enforce it? Because if it's the entire corner, well, then somebody just lets off at the end and they're off. If it's a majority of the corner, well, maybe you know something was up with their car. I, I feel like it's almost an unenforceable rule unless it's exactly what Ross Chastain did. And then at that point, you're getting more gray area calls that are just going to lead to the polar opposite of this and being just complete controversies instead. I just don't, yeah. I don't like NASCAR having rules that are akin to the yellow line rule where they can pick and choose who to penalize. I, I just, I, and I don't think, I, I don't think honestly that most drivers would end up doing this and would do it again because I don't, I don't personally see, especially because everyone's saying though, there's going to be like 17, 18 cars to do this in the next Martinsville race. I don't think that. I don't no. think, I don't think owners are going to put up with having to constantly have totaled cars for a lot of for a Martinsville race into Phoenix, especially with this car, if you're able to use a fast car that you have at Martinsville at Phoenix and still go fast with. I almost feel like this is one that will be a self policing uh move that people will you know, the garage will police itself on this one, I think, more than NASCAR would. Maybe. I, I don't know. I think sometimes you gotta protect the drivers from themselves a little bit. I, I don't know. I, I just I feel like the next time somebody does this and it works, all the reporters will ask the person who got beat, why didn't you block the top? Why didn't you wreck your car and run the fence? Because that's what you're doing. You're basically saying, I'm going to sacrifice this car to win this race or to gain these positions. And I don't feel like you should have to crash your car to win or be put in the position where you have to decide whether or not to do it. Like that seems, it seems wacky to me. Great moment. I don't mean to be like a buzzkill. I understand maybe I'm in the minority here. And I'm, again, I'm agreeing that maybe we should wait and see if somebody tries it again before we enact some sort of a rule. But I don't, I don't think we should just say for sure this is okay and it's, it should be okay forever. I think if it happens again, it will not be nearly as special and it will get old really quick. I think that's all I think. The only reason we're we're having the debate is because this is the one time it's worked. Because yeah. well, it, it it's also me. it's also the first time it's been tried with this car, and I think this car mm-hmm. makes it more workable. So but they are one for one with it. the next gen. They are changing the, the next gen though next year. Yeah, especially. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they're going to change it enough. I don't know. I think it'll still work next year. I don't know. But also, but also, but also too. Like, let's not forget this wasn't for a win neither too. You know, it's like we have yet to see anybody you know do this and actually win a race. But hey, at least he made it to the championship race. Hey, at least he gained a lot yeah. of spots. So. That's what the does the poll say? It. What I haven't even looked. I'm sure so, the poll mostly says no. We had 312 votes on it, and 45% say no. Thirty-seven percent say wait and see, and yes are good with a flat-out ban. Yeah, I'm I'm on the wait and see lean towards yes, but I'm okay. I think those numbers are reasonable. I think the I, fans are pretty well evenly split. Makes sense there. Yeah. I'm definitely like definitely on the no side of wait and see, uh, just because if it, if it is something that constantly happens, NASCAR would have to step in if the garage doesn't police itself. But I was I like just trying to give the drivers a chance to police themselves. We'll talk about it in a bit with the Xfinity series, uh, how that yeah, probably no, I can agree. be done. Um, so, yeah, I guess I've, I have a feeling if they do that, especially if they do that like right into the offseason, because the way Steve O'Donnell put it was, um, we're not going to do it before Phoenix, which I'm is glad, a way I'm of, happy with that. Which, yeah, I'm happy with that too, but it's a way of like, I feel like that's just his way of saying, 
yeah, we're probably going to ban it in the off season. At that point, <laughs> it's like that would that would be the number one story of the off season is the move that got a hundred plus million views for NASCAR has been banned, and they yeah, did I, it I, under the you know when everyone turned off the TV. Yeah, I don't know. I I I still think a lot of a lot of race fans would understand why they did. I, I'm with you. Not everyone would agree, but I, I, I mean, I'm with, you. I think they should wait until somebody actually does it again. If somebody does it again, ban it. Assuming it is accomplishes the exact same result. Say the exact same thing that Chastain just did happens next year. I, I think you got to ban it. Cause it's just, it doesn't take skill. It takes guts. But at this point now, you know that it works. I don't even know if it takes guts. Just, just mash the gas and record car for the position. <laughs> the that's what it comes down to. I mean, that's what it is. That's what he did. Now I'll I look. I'm, I want to look at what some of the the because uh, we'll do a full super chat segment in the hour mark or so of the show. But I want to look at what some of them that that have to do with this say to see what people think. I see I see a lot of people in the chat saying don't ban or wait and see. Um, some of these here, for instance, um, it. it <laughs> okay, I know this is a, a supposed to be a parody account, but it. I'll be completely honest, like the point they made is actually correct. Um, but it's called NASCAR shill says Steve Phelps, Steve O'Donnell, Ben Kennedy, and NASCAR executive staff in the playoffs made this race what it is. You've got to give the playoffs props. And I'm going to say this. I mean, as somebody yeah. who is not for the playoffs, this would not have happened. And mm. I, I will, I will fully admit that. Yeah. No one would do this. And, and, and this actually goes into the point I was going to make earlier. No one would do this to win spring martinsville race no one would do this to win a random martinsville race if it was in an old configuration where this didn't matter yeah so if you don't like playoffs hey they're definitely they're definitely not going anywhere anytime soon just off of that move alone <laughs> um antar das had said for uh for another super chat chastain rule is needed doesn't matter if it uh doesn't matter if it doesn't happen again and also that nascar is going to use this as more justification for the playoffs uh, oh, yeah. just, and he just wants fair racing, uh, which I, I can respect that. And I will say, like, any conversation they may have had about getting rid of it, because I, I feel like there's been more of a push for that from fans this year and even industry, yeah, I don't think that's happening. Like, I, th- that's not happening. This this yeah. just pr- produced what is possibly the biggest volume uh, viewership of NASCAR in any form ever. So there's no way in hell you can take that away at this point. Um Looking at, let's see, some of the other ones in here. I just want to make sure that, uh, here, here's one, Hunter, Hunter Nixon Fishing for 10 says, as someone who hates the playoff system, I will admit Chastain with his video game move at the end, if you say that wasn't exciting, you're lying to yourself. And like I, I agree with Hunter, and also Hunter, because I know who you are, go Vols, we're going to make your dogs <laughs> this weekend. Like, dude, I couldn't stop thinking about that move all night. Usually after, you know, a race or whatever, no matter how it is, you know, I eventually get over it and, you know, move on to something else, watching something else. But I just kept thinking about it the entire night. I'm like, how did yeah. that, like, that actually work? This I'm, dude in the chat was... saying they should make a, they should design the wall and put razors on it that will cut your tires. <laughs> um, I forget, like... I forget who it was. It was someone in a, in a truck series, one of the, one of the truck series teams put like those little, like, 
a uh, little shopping cart type oh, yeah, shopping Scott, cart wheel yeah. on the Scott side Zipidelli. of it. Scott, uh, Scott mm-hmm. Zipidelli, the crew chief for, on one of the truck teams. Yeah, he put that. Uh, <laughs> I'm low-key. I'm like, can we just get like a one single car, single car to do this and see what would happen? <laughs> well, I like I like this one from Robert in the chat. Rubbing is racing, right? He rubbed the wall, not another car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, technically, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Some of the other ones, TJ Morstead left a fitty. And he said, uh, "We know that we know what Chastain's move. The playoffs will never go away." I, I think that's like the underlying thought of it with fans here. Uh, he says, "But maybe instead of making a rule, it's time to revamp the playoffs in a way again. Possibly not having Martinsville as a cutoff race, so this move isn't encouraged there every year." If you mm. swap this race for a track like. Bristol. The weather's going to be similar both times of year. So I don't know. I, I'm just going to stop that. Stop. Stop it right there. Is they just sold this place out for the first time? Yeah. In 16 I don't. Years. Yeah. I, I don't know. I know it doesn't always get the best TV ratings, but this has been a banger but, of a race three or four years in a row at least. So but as I, far as as far as the move is concerned, too, it definitely took away from uh, some of the other opinions on this race earlier, too, because especially yeah. early in the race, there was like a lot of. A lot of negativity early on, but nope, Chastain makes the move, and then bam, just everyone forgets about it. And I guess moving to just talking about the the full race itself, it was okay. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't a a Hall of Fame Martinsville race for the first 475 laps or so, but I I thought that it was honestly a good race. You know, it wasn't one of my favorites ever. Still a little too hard to pass from what drivers had even said, but you could pass a lot more. Than you could in the spring. You could make moves. Yeah. You could bump people out of the way. Credit to Goodyear, the tire change they made worked a ton because the the tire fall off, while it was immediate, was a it was very apparent. Like we were talking about with Chase Briscoe, it's like he's fine, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine over the cliff. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like 60, 70 laps of not much. Like they'd pass a lot right on the restart, and then be like, you'd ride in line for sixty mm-hmm. or seventy laps. But then we had enough long runs in the first couple stages where then you'd go sixty laps of great racing, where there's two lanes, sort of almost, and you know some tire fall off. You could bump people, get them loose, and so it was like long runs were almost preferred over short runs in this race, which is kind mm-hmm. of a weird backwards. World. It was definitely definitely better than the spring race, of course, but there's still a lot of work to do with the short track package yeah. of this next no, year. But yeah, this race was definitely it was definitely okay, definitely better than the spring race for sure, for sure, for sure. I don't want to gloss over um, Christopher Bell too much. Sorry, I didn't mean mm-hmm. move on. Yeah, but I I do want to oh, talk about Bell uh, a little bit because he two clutch wins in these yeah. playoffs. I think they showed a graphic at one point. It was like only four or five times has a driver entered a cutoff race below the cut line and won their way in. One of them was bell at the Roval bell uh-huh. is now two, I think of the six or seven on that list. So like I, someone in the chat earlier said clutch bell should be his new nickname. Yeah. I agree. It's, yeah. it's starting to feel a little bit like Chase Elliott did in 2020. Cause he started winning right when it was needed the most. That and 2014 Kevin Harvick, I think. I was too. just I was just about to mention that. I think there was um, Kevin Harvick also put up two clutch wins to make it to the championship four. Or, or no, I think I think one of them took place in definitely in um, in 2014, and then Dover 2015, he needed to win that race to move on to the next round too. I remember Keselowski. I think in 14 had to win Talladega pretty much, and he did. Which mm-hmm. like Talladega, oh. that's a tough one. To, oh like, no, I actually. Win. 
actually, I think Harvick needed to win Charlotte in 2014 as well to help him advance, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, there was two. Yeah, two in 2014. But, yeah, no. Hey, Christopher Bell, man. Jarrett, your championship pick. Man, that's a, it's going to happen. I, I knew I all along. Even, I don't even remember who I picked to win the championship. I don't even remember. But, no, nah, your pick, though. I definitely remember. For I'm, sure. I'm way wrong. I was, uh, I was Tyler Reddick. So. Oh, okay. I, I had actually my final four. I was one away. Uh, I had Kyle Larson instead of Ross Chastain. Mm. So either I, way, I, I forgot who I had. I know I had. Elliot yeah, I don't, I, I don't remember it either. <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 no. I was. I had Tyler out of my final four. I did not have him winning. Yeah, I had Eric, him Eric had him winning it. Yes. Oh yeah. I, 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 I'm still honestly surprised just because of him being put in that hole, starting out with Las Vegas with the incident with uh, Bubba Wallace and and Kyle mm-hmm. Larson, and you know credit to him. This team has been. I would say the epitome of resilient this year. No matter mm-hmm. what happens, having a horrible start to the season, and then by the time the playoffs start, they're one of the four or five best teams. Whether it's getting pushed way below the line before the cutoff race of, you know, either of the last two rounds, and they end up going out there and getting a win, uh, and each win, in my opinion, uh, really, you know, and we'll we'll talk about the, the these final four guys in a bit, so I won't go too in depth, but like these. Playoff wins, to me, epitomize two of their biggest strengths. And I think they have been the most overlooked team in the playoffs, especially since they scored so many points early on, too. Yeah, and, and I, also, too... Oh, oh, go ahead, Eric. Go oh, ahead. I was just kidding. We noted they were the most consistent JGR team kind of coming into the playoffs, uh, and now they've turned that consistency into wins. So that's why, yeah, like I wasn't sure if I bought Brett Bell as a championship threat, you know, nine weeks ago. Like, like, yeah, he had a chance, but I wouldn't have considered him a favorite. Yeah, over the last nine weeks, the speed is clearly there. Sorry, Darren, go ahead. And also, just really quick, looking at um, on his racing reference. Oh, boy, another YouTuber using racing reference again. <laughs> but no, anyways, um, looking at his start to the season, his first um, first five races of the season, Daytona, 34th, Fontana, 36th, Las Vegas. Out really bad. Got a 10th got a at Las Vegas, but then Phoenix, 26th, Atlanta, 23rd. And then he began to turn it around in, um, and, um, um, in Austin with a third-place finish. So they were as low as 36 in the standings. Now, that was after the second race of the season, but then when you go after, um, um, when you advance to after four or five races, as low as 30th. And now they're in the championship four. And we were talking about them early, you know, early in the year. We were like, what is going on with this team, man? Like, I mean, I don't think anyone really predicted him to be in the championship four early in the season, you know, um, um, in, the, uh, in, the 20, in the 2022 preseason. Did you predict him to be in the championship four in the, in the preseason? I, I, think I, I think I did. Okay. I might not have. I know, I know he was like one of the guys who I was considering for it. I don't I, I at least I had him in the playoffs. I, at least I had, had him in the like, playoffs. I had him in the round of eight or twelve, but not yeah. championship four. I don't think. Maybe but I after didn't. that, after that start to the season, we're all like, "Well, what the hell's going on with this team, man?" But no, they turned it around. I, I, yeah, I better go back because if if I got that one right, if, if like I picked the championship right before the season, right after picking Bowman's breakout season two years in a row, like <laughs> I need to no, like, actually pay attention to my my own predictions. But re- if it's good, real quick, uh, I want to get to two guys before we talk more about uh, Bell and the other guys in the championship four. Uh, but I want to talk about the current and future driver of the eight car. Uh, starting out oh. with Tyler Reddick. Oh, yeah. Tyler Gosh. Reddick basically parks himself. He's cleared this week because we all had worried he got a concussion in that Homestead crash. Uh, you know, 
they didn't show too much of him getting out of the car, but I don't know about you guys, but it seemed like he was a bit out of it. He definitely didn't look 100%, but also, too, like, you know, there was a um, a PR rep with RCR who talked to uh, to uh, Bianchi, the, uh, the uh, reporter, and uh, he had said that Tyler Reddick wasn't feeling well throughout the week. And I'm like, well, well, wait a minute. If he wasn't feeling well throughout the week, like, why was he, like, cleared to race? But I guess he felt good enough to race, you know, not necessarily 100%. But it was interesting because Reddick two days ago went on Sirius XM NASCAR radio and said that he felt fine after the Homestead crash, but that he kind of hurt his wrist, like, on the wheel. Um, uh, so maybe that's what he was bothering him during the week. It wasn't oh, a head okay, injury okay. concern. So I, I don't, yeah, no, because that was weird too, because the, the rep said, yeah, he was kind of feeling bad all week, but then Reddick was like, no, I felt fine. Oh, well, my wrist hurt a little bit, but I felt yeah, fine. Yeah, I was confused. So, I'm like, so which is it? So Yeah, I so know. I don't know, but it sounds like maybe a, a minor head injury, not necessarily rising to the level of a concussion. He's been cleared multiple times now by doctors this week to race. So that's good, um, but still a concern, because it sounds like the, the worst impact came on a restart when he got rear-ended by mm. somebody. And that's yeah, that's concerning when you just get hit on a restart. That's on a slow track like Martinsville. Like uh, that shouldn't hurt a guy so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, next year, new piece. And then the other yeah. driver of the eight car, as in the guy who'll be the driver in less than a week's time at this point, Kyle <laughs> Busch. Kyle mm-hmm. Busch may have had the worst, you know, green flag to checker flag race of his career. Like I, I don't think it's. I mean, he was he was getting outrun by Rick Ware racing cars before. By BJ McLeod as he well. He was last place at the end of stage one. He mm-hmm. he actually let me. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the finishing results real quick to to be sure. Um, I know he finished behind him, but he might have finished laps behind this person if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, or at least on the same lap of Cody Ware. Ugh. He finished a lap behind Cody Ware off of speed. Yeah. So Cody what Ware is finished five down? He finished six down. Now I want to ask you guys, what does that tell y'all? Does that tell y'all like, hey, Kyle Busch is just I don't know, he's just he can't wait to go to his other team next year, or is the team just you know not really putting in as much effort as they did earlier? It's both. He, he had a bad car. They're probably not. He's probably not involved in any meetings. He's probably no. not doing any extra sim work. I, it's both. I think. Uh, the team gave him a really bad car, and then I think Kyle Busch, if he was still in a points battle, he would have grinded. He would have communicated, which apparently he did not do like at all in stage one. He barely said anything about what the, the car, car was. So bad, I guess. He yeah, was he, just didn't like, say, I, he didn't say he didn't say a word from what <laughs> I heard myself and what other people were saying. So uh, the team gave him a bad car. I mean, JGR's quit on him. He's not going to be a part of their future, so they don't care about him. And then he quit in the race. Kyle Busch himself just. I mean, he wasn't gonna. He could have scrapped together maybe a top twenty-five or something, but he's like, no, it's not worth it. And so he kind of just. They, I, I think Kyle Busch phoned it in once he realized the kind of car he had. They had Hamlin trying to advance and Bell trying to advance. They got one of the men. You know, I think. I'm. I don't. I don't think Kyle was surprised that he he had as bad of a car as he did. Yeah, like, and I'm. Oh, go ahead. I don't want to be. You know, like I'm not saying I. I don't. I don't want to be. Um. I don't want these like things that people keep fans keep passing around like that they're sabotaging him. I just think it's like we talked about this team, you know, giving up. And it seemed like from what I can tell from Kyle Bush fans, especially like following Dalton uh on Twitter, biggest Kyle Bush fan ever, uh it it seems like this 18 team is like they, you know, they get punched in the mouth metaphorically and 
they're down for it for the count. There's just no heart among them, especially once this, the rumors started swirling about you know if Bush wasn't coming back or if he would and all that. And then of course him signing with RCR. It just it feels like this the, the for the most apparent way you can actually see it from a lame duck season. This is just a team that has given up. A, a team well, driver, all the whole package has just given up. Funny looking back on this now, if because I don't think he's going to win this weekend. If um, if Chase Briscoe doesn't go wild at Dirt Bristol, he goes a season without a win this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also, That's too. That's the reality. Also, too, I mean, you can make the case that this season was doomed from the start because we started hearing back last December about uh, Mars, um, Mars Co., you know, not coming back, you know, um, uh, yeah. to the team after 20, after, uh, after 2022. We were, we were like, well, who's going to be the sponsor of next year? And yeah. Like, and then we're, there was we're, like, there was should, all this. We should still be asking that, really. But. Yeah, there was all this wondering too, like, oh, will he be back in the ride? Yada yada yada. So, I mean, that has to be draining, not just for Kyle Busch, but then for the team, not knowing, like, hey, what's going to happen beyond this year? You know, like, hey, am I still going to be employed to this team? You know, is there going to be, you know, wholesale changes with the team as a whole? You know, so I don't know. I guess looking back, the 2022 season for uh, Kyle Busch was just doomed from the very beginning. Well, and it. it it feels much more similar to the way the 2020 did, honestly, too. Like, they, they were about, they're very similar in, in the way that they felt overall. Uh, it's just, you know, between these last three years, it's just everything just didn't click the way it did before. I, and that's probably natural at this point. But moving on from that, moving on from somebody who's been an afterthought for like the last five weeks to, some, to the four drivers who have been, you know, basically are the season at this point. Uh, I want each of you guys and myself to, uh, starting with whoever wants to for Ross Chastain, and then we'll go Elliot Bell and Logano. Give me your case for why each guy in the final four can win a championship this year. I will start off, off with Ross Chastain. So Ross Chastain just a couple of years ago, he's just like my Tennessee Vols. He was, he was not on anyone's radar. You know, he just was, you know, was just barely getting by in the lower series, and you know, finally gets that big opportunity, and then gets to go to the Chip Ganassi Racing for a full season, and then now all of a sudden he's he's with he's with the new big dog. Uh, track house racing and he just lights it up on fire this season uh i forget how many top fives he's got at this point but he, he got another one this past weekend uh, more than chase i think he's the more, most in the cup more series than chase year. Elliott, the most top fives of anyone in the cup series i mean i keep drawing con- the comparison to the balls i mean it's a very similar used to be nothing now it's like top guy over here and uh both of them number one so uh you know I think he's he's figured out who he is. He's not afraid of making a few enemies to achieve the greater goal that he's after, which is to win races, which is to compete for a championship. Obviously, he proved that he's willing to do whatever it takes this past weekend at Martinsville. And, you know, he, he managed to win at two different types of tracks this year. He won at Talladega in the spring. He won at uh, Circuit of the Americas. But the thing that worries me, though, is that those were two wins very early in the spring, and he hasn't gotten a win since then. So the only, so while I think he can be willing to do what it takes, the part that does worry me 
It's the fact that he's only getting so far, and will he have what it takes to go out and get the win this this weekend? Because as we've seen in all of the years past in this type of uh, playoff format, you need to win the race in order to win the championship. We have not seen a single driver in a cup series, at least, not win the race and win the championship. So if he wants to win this championship, he's going to have to win the race. So will Ross have what it takes? I think he, I think he can, but will he do it? I'll have to, we'll have to find out this weekend. You know, it's funny with me. A couple of years ago, I made the whole, you know, funny Chase Elliott Mickey championship meme video. And now I'm going to talk about him as a championship favorite this weekend. I mean, looking at his stats, too, I mean, he's having arguably the best season of his entire Cup Series career since joining Hendrick Motorsports back in 2016. Five wins, 12 top fives, 20 top tens, three poles, and an average finish of 12th. Now, compared to his 2020 season, his stats were this. Five wins, 15 top fives, 22 top tens, a pole, and an average finish of 11.7. So very similar in those categories. And when you look at his stat throughout the season, he was without a doubt the best driver in the regular season, hence why he won the regular season championship. Ended up getting four of his five wins during the regular season. But when we started the playoffs, there was some, his fan base was worrying a lot. I mean, starting off Darlington with with a 36th uh, with a 36th place finish, 11th at Kansas, but then makes it up at Bristol with the second. Then you move on to the next round, a 32nd at Texas, ends up winning Talladega, and he almost wins the Roval, but is relegated to 20th place. And poor cameraman. But anyways, no. Moving on to the final round too, the most recent one, round of eight, Las Vegas 21st, Homestead 14th, and Martinsville 10th and he still makes it in. So what that tells me is the regular season still matters somewhat because he was able to use that giant cushion from the regular season to advance to this point. But also, too, you know, I was very surprised, you know, by the way they were performing on some of these tracks, too. Um, Definitely, you know, it was a combination of just bad performance and bad luck sometimes, too. But now that I'm looking at him, like, look, he made it to the championship four despite all of those obstacles. So I feel like you know, look, we're going to a place where he has won in the championship four race two, the 2020 season, his first and only championship so far. Um, it may sound crazy to some, but I personally still have him as a favorite. And hey, looking at the odds too, which we'll get into later, uh, a lot of odds makers have him as a favorite as well too. So I know Chase Elliott fans during the playoffs were so worried throughout it, but don't worry, guys, he made it. They, hey, despite only scoring a total of two top tens, or no, excuse me, three top tens, the entire playoffs, or was it only two? He got eleventh last week, or no? No, Keselowski got DQ'd. So no, yeah, yep. yep. So yeah, oh, yeah. scoring a total of only one win, one top five, and three top tens. The entire playoffs, your favorite driver still made it, so I wouldn't be so worried. Well, I told you guys uh, early in the summer, early in the year, that I had I had uh, Bell, and I'm sticking with him, and I had put together a list of a few few reasons why I think Bell is the guy who would win. Uh, first off, he's done this at every level. He's actually the first driver since the playoffs have been instituted in all three series to make it in the final four in trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. Uh, when you look at comparable races to Phoenix, he's gotten better at every one so far this year. He finished 26th at Phoenix, which wasn't you know something that, that I would argue would, would say favorite, but then ninth at Gateway after running up front all day, and he won New Hampshire which is the uh, most similar track to Phoenix. So the team has gotten better with their flat track program over the season. Uh, He's basically been in races just like this twice so far in this playoffs with the Roval and Martinsville. 
Uh, the pit crew he has has been the fastest on pit road in the last couple races, just like Kyle Larson's was to win him the championship last year. He has Adam Stevens as his crew chief. Adam Stevens won championships in 2015 and 2019 and is the only one in the Final Four, crew chief-wise, that has multiple championship victories uh, and is the winningest crew chief of them as well. Uh, and Bell has been getting faster as years gone on, so he's peaking at the right time. For me, that that's why I still am very high on Bell winning the championship this week. Well, you guys uh, took the other three, so I guess I have to talk about Joey Logano. Uh, I'm looking in the chat at the poll you put in there, uh, Jarrett, and right now Logano is bringing up the rear. Uh, very few of our fans seem to believe Logano is the championship favorite this week, but if I have to make a case for Joey, there's a couple easy ones. First one is experience. Joey Logano is going into his fifth career championship for race. This format or a version of this format's only been around nine years. He's been to more than half of them. That now ties him with Truex, Kyle Busch, and Harvick for the most championship four appearances all time. Obviously, he won it in 2018 back when when the finale was at Homestead, Miami. But you know, besides experience, uh, Joey Logano's had two extra weeks to solely focus on Phoenix. He won at Las Vegas a couple weeks ago. He kind of phoned it in uh, at Homestead. Martinsville, he just rode around in 12th all day. That team has all of their attention on Phoenix Raceway for the championship. Uh, Joey Logano, I think, is going to be a threat. Uh, I was looking, Jarrett, you were talking about all of our preseason playoff predictions. I couldn't remember who I picked to be in the championship for a few weeks ago, but I had Logano as one of my championship four drivers, and I think he's going to I think he's gonna surprise some folks. Even <laughs> though he was the first to lock into this final race, I, I think he's going to – I think he has something. I, I think he's had a quiet season a quietly great playoffs and I'd look for him to do some damage at Phoenix this weekend. So don't count out Joey Logano, even though he's not ripping riding the outside wall. He's not winning in the clutch. He doesn't have a championship in the last two years. He's not the most popular driver. Don't count out Joey Logano. Give him some credit. Well, looking at what the audience did say about it, uh, their pick is Chastain. Uh, 37% at the moment. This isn't picks for the end, by the way. So, uh, Mm -hmm. but, uh, Chastain's the one that they're going with that we saw the favorites going in. Elliott second, 26%. Uh, Bell, 24%. Wow, only 13 for Logano. Damn, no one is showing Logano any love, man. But hey, he, he entered 2018. As, remember, he entered uh, the 2018 championship four as like the least favorite. And he was the fourth, fourth underdog, or I think, yeah. in that race. Yeah. And, yeah. and he won Gateway earlier this year, which was so mm-hmm. similar to Phoenix. That's mm-hmm. That surprises me. But also, what a, another fun fact, too, Logano's made it to the championship four in every even year, correct? 14, 16, 18, 20, so. 22, yep. right? So it's yeah. funny. That's funny. It's a funny streak he has going on. Well, at, least, at least we know how to pick the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then it adjusted. Logano went to 12% on the poll. Oh. Dang. I guess well, I didn't have a great argument. <laughs> well, I think they I think they, uh, they, they, they voted early on you and got ahead, but... No, early think, voting <laughs> i think that'll uh that'll cover most of the stuff that happened during the weekend but uh we do have a bit when it comes to the rating side of things uh both ours and nascar in general and i i want i want to preface this uh people should you know in the chat should not get too discouraged by this after the chastain deal like the ramifications of that will come in the coming week and maybe even next year um 
But looking at what the ratings had, and they were posted up, uh, this race had 2.541 million viewers, so 3% down from last year, and was the lowest watch second-to-last race uh, since ratings have been calculated. Uh, the key demo, we had 477, so 19% of the total audience, which actually is better than like the last five or six weeks. Um, for reference, Formula One on ESPN had 451,000, so at least in total audience in the key demo. Uh, NASCAR did win in that regard, uh, though percentage-wise it wasn't nearly the same. Um, but that about covers that. We do have one other type of rating, though. You know, we, we, we put on our own rating. Oh, yeah, that's right. The good old poll! The famous iceberg poll. Well, I asked you guys, what would you think of the 2022 Xfinity 500? And uh, I, I knew this was going to be positive going into it. I didn't realize just how positive. Uh, 67% said this was a great race. So two-thirds yeah. of the 15.7 thousand voters it, said it was Chastain, Chastain the, helps with that. Is the finish what's outweighing yeah. this, though? Yes, yes. It's yes, important yes. to note, Jerry, you put this poll out seconds after the checkered mm -hmm. flag, right? Yeah. Yes. You don't wait an hour a day. It is moments after. So that I think that is going to skew the data in this case. Just I a saw that, bit. and as soon as you put as soon as you put the poll, I hit average, and then immediately just see the great. I'm like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. I, I voted good. I because again, I thought long runs were great, and mo really outside of stage two, I thought there was something to pay attention to pretty much the entire race. Yeah, I, th I thought it was solid. I, I think I said after the race when I went live, it was like a six or seven out of ten, personally. Yeah, like, I gave it a seven. Is what I gave it. Yeah, solid race. I, I skew positive though. For me, a six is like a truly average race. <laughs> I see six as like one of those like average race, an average race that had something that was good in it. Yeah, so then uh, that would be a six and a half for me then. Then I'll rank that. Well, twenty one percent said it was a good race. So eighty eight percent of voters said it was positive, which is like Jeff Gluckpole number. Yeah. Level. Uh, seven percent said average, two percent said below average, three percent bad. So five percent of people had a negative opinion on this race. And the first comment was from Spencer again. Positive, negative, meme. Positive. Uh, oh, after this kind of race, it's got to be meme. It's a bit of a long one. There's four bullet points on it. I'm probably not meme. <laughs> Christopher Bell, want to see me win my way in the next round? Meme. Want to see me do it again? Uh, then he goes, wow, wow, wow. That was an interesting race. Uh, that was an interesting and crazy end to the race. An improvement from the spring race earlier this year for sure. Also, I am anxious to see what the NASCAR Wiki podcast points look like heading into the last race of the season because it's become <laughs> such a heavyweight battle to claim the pick points ooh, championship. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I already peaked. <laughs> there, there has been a change. I've seen that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, looking at some of the other people in the comments section also. Uh, most highly voted one was from commenter Sick Freak. I've watched NASCAR for well over 30 years. I have never seen a move like Chastain made actually work. Definitely going to be on the highlight reels for years to come. Wow, what a sick freak. Uh, and then there was, <laughs> that there was, was a nightmare. I, I know, but it's just, didn't expect that. <laughs> Well, then there was want someone to clip that out of context. <laughs> there was a response from NEP84 who said, uh, never had a car been this durable before or enough or durable yeah. enough. 
It wouldn't. It wouldn't have worked with any other car before this. Uh, but, well, apparently a flight hit to the wall in Las Vegas. It was killed. So I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Solo Wing says Chastain pulled off one of the wildest, most insane moves in the sport's history, and it secured his place in the championship four. I don't think you could have scripted that finish any better than that. Massive props to Ross, and congrats on their first appearance in the title race. Yeah, uh, Trackhouse and Ross Chastain both. Yeah, one of the newer teams, too, making it to the championship four already. Wow. Uh, Jeff Taylor says the last 50 laps was honestly some of the best racing I've seen in this century. So very positive there. Uh, Turfty Terror says, I think millions of people just became Ross Chastain fans at heart, especially since he got the idea from NASCAR 2005. Mm-hmm. On the NASCAR, 2000, yeah, NASCAR 2005, chase for the cup. Oh, there you uh, Brandy says, Christopher Bell is the season's playoff walk-off. King. Tongue tongue twister. Uh, so happy for him. <laughs> I'm trying to find ones that aren't about Ross Chastain. That'll be hard. Nice. Uh, there, you know, Birdie D says, exciting last 30 laps, but the first 470 were as entertaining as watching paint dry. Wow. That Ooh, wasn't even yeah. one of the lower ones. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, Dan says, that was nuts. The last stage was so action-packed and nerve-wracking, I lit, I literally stood up and yelled, oh, shoot. Uh, I'll just say shoot. Aw, this is so PG. Let's see. Uh, Jason Davis says, very good race with an absolutely all-time great finish. That wasn't for the win. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Like, I remember that. Yeah, fifth place. Fifth, and then it ended up being a battle for fourth. Fourth. Uh, fourth. Yeah. The tech gods. Thanks, I do Keselowski. Love, I do love how Keselowski being DQ'd with how that affected the stages. I believe that made uh, Chastain's move actually unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. He would have been in anyways. <laughs> um, but whatever. We're not going to talk hey, about that. Still fine. Uh, well, still fun one thing about that, though, about um, the way that Chastain's move ended up influencing the playoffs is that had Denny Hamlin not been DQ'd and the win given to Chase Elliott, Chase Elliott would have been the one that was eliminated last second, and Denny Hamlin would have made it in. Yep. Oh, if not for the DQ at Pocono. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And also, uh, I was watching a little bit of the uh, the show on USA. It was the one at Circuit Americas, and I realized had Alex Bowman continued that charge he had and won that race instead of Chastain, Chastain probably wouldn't have made it in, even if that big Hail Mary either. Uh, yeah, because... So uh, many what-ifs. Well, that's what we were saying going into it. It's just how close that they all were heading into it this year and how pretty much everyone below Elliott was so close that, you know, it was every single race would have would have mattered a lot more this year compo- uh, compared to, to other years. Uh, let's see what else we got here before we get down to the bottom ones. K9 Burnout says a classic for years to come. Mitch says that's an all-time great moment. Uh, Penzi, Ross Chastain, Hold the wildest move of the entire season. Yeah, I, I, I'll say this. It's going to take a wild, wild finish for the championship for that move this past week not to define the season. Like, yeah, there'd be need to be like a side-by-side, like this close finish to the line for the championship to outdo that. I don't even think, I don't even know if that would outdo that move. That move is just so, so spectacular. Uh, Denny delivers. 
Uh, the fact that Kyle Busch was straight up running last in five laps down only at the end of stage one is, and then it's just a million skulls. <laughs> Poor, see, now his haters are just like, they were eating that up, man. <laughs> Let's get down to the bottom and see uh, oh gosh, if I can the read gutter. the negative ones. Down to the gutters. Yeah, that, actually, that, that might be a good way to put it. Let's, let's yeah. go down to the gutters. Now watch it's like actual just positive ones that aren't as positive. <laughs> good Lord, there's so many watermelons in this. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> wow. I'm figured. Let's see. The one in the chat said Denny delivers his in shambles. Okay, I can, I can read these. I don't blame him. Uh, Dr. Detroit Stream Stuff. Very, very quick and to the point name. Uh, <laughs> worst race ever. Salvaged by Chastain's video game move. There was it... hardly any passing for 480 laps. And then the final 20 was when they actually started racing. Man. Wow. Uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't call it the worst race of the year, though. But, yeah, I see what he's Sometimes it's from. all about getting there to the end to do those crazy stuff, though. Yeah. Game Boy Blue 2006 says this race is disappointing. Kyle Busch is sitting uh, in the top, is sitting in the top 30 the whole time. I now, dude, you gotta get your thoughts in in, in line, man. <laughs> like, like if I was your teacher, I, I would I would fail you for run on sentences. <laughs> um, Chrome Diesel says playoffs are stupid and bad. Byron Wynn says yet another awful race at Martinsville. I figured you'd like the first one. I wish his name would have been true because that's who I picked. Hey, God, even for playoff haters, come on, guys. Like, like that was some... awesome. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened without the playoffs in this case. And I don't even like the playoffs like that. <laughs> uh, then Brian Monk had the lowest voted comment on the bottom. And he says, this series has been uh, become a joke. Been watching for 40 years. And after that move by Chastain, I'm done. No skill at all in NASCAR. Wait, no, I, it, is he trolling or is this like, watch no, this just be a kid? No, man, there were, I've, I've seen, I saw a lot of those like comments from like people who were uh, like older who were just like, this is horrible and this and this and this. And it's like, well, yeah, hey, okay. You definitely got a lot of racing purists out there who are like, oh, we should have just done it straight up. I'm like, dude, it was a last second deal. Like, he was so far back. There was like no, nothing he could do other than that. <laughs> it worked somehow. But yeah, that is the, the poll this week. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that pretty much concludes stuff for the cup race. I knew we were going to go long on that one because that was big. Yeah. Whoa, it's already been an hour? Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it's been an hour. But yeah, hold on. Let yeah. me do my thing really quick. And that'll conclude this edition of The Poll, the famous iceberg poll. On the hey, yeah, just let me do my podcast. thing really quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, speaking of doing their things, too. Uh, uh, Praise it, Jesus. It, we're talking about it, Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs died on the cross for the cup guy's sins. Okay, I want to I want to put this right here. I tried I I erroneously tried trolling on Twitter and did not do a good job because people thought I was being serious about everything I said. With with, with which one? With what? Um, about the the, the comparison the to Dale. Picture. That one and, oh. the, and the comparison to Dale Earnhardt and people were you know I, I, I like I was half serious but also half having fun with it. Uh, so I'm just gonna say that now. I do think what Ty Gibbs did was wrong. All right, I I I, I, I I'm saying it. Um, but going into why uh, he might have been wrong, Ty Gibbs in the closing laps had been racing hard with his teammates. Uh, his move had, I believe, indirectly because he was on the bottom with three wide with his teammates, taking out Sammy Smith. 
and then going in on the final lap to turn one, uh, he he went in with intent to not make the corner without help from his teammate, and Brandon Jones was a great teammate and helped him by spinning out. Uh, against his will. To, yeah, against <laughs> his will. Uh, so, guys, Ooh, what, what do first. we think of Ty Gibbs? Uh, Darian's chomping at the bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, me and IDK, we were working the fairgrounds for the famous All-American 400, and we happened to catch the final few laps because – I was looking on Twitter, and then apparently there was, what, like three or four overtime restarts? Yeah, something was, like it, that? It, it, it was a lot of late race restarts. It basically yeah. turned into a shit show in those final few laps. Oh, I cussed. Oh, sorry. But, yeah, it basically turned into one of those deals. But, um, yeah, so me and IDK were just, eat, were just eating our hot dogs and stuff. You know, they gave us free food. Thank you, Fairgrounds. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was a 300-lap race, so we needed to eat something. But, um, but yeah, so I was watch- we were watching the final lap, and then – as soon as they came off a of turn four, you know, coming to the white flag, I just knew. I'm like, Ty Gibbs isn't going to let him win this race, is, is he? Like, I, like, and and I don't mean by, like, just giving him the bumper. I'm like, Ty Gibbs is going to take him out, isn't he? And then entering turn one, I just, I see, you know, his back tires lift. And I'm, I knew, I just started going crazy. And then, oh, my gosh, that was that was crazy. You know, Ty Gibbs, he's a very interesting driver, too. Very talented, very talented. You know, one of the best prospects coming into the Cup Series next year. But he certainly still has a lot of learning to do, you know, both on and off the track with the way he handles certain situations. But also, too, you know, he set himself up. Um, you know, I wouldn't say he set himself up for failure, but he's definitely made his rookie season a lot harder than it needs to be in the Cup Series. And here's why. You know, there's been prospects that have come up through, you know, the system for years. You know, guys like specifically Cole Custer, who we think are going to be the next big things and stuff. Here's the thing with Ty Gibbs. He already has a major bullseye on his back. I can't think of a rookie that has entered the Cup Series with with as big of a target on his back as he'll have in 2023. And then also, too, some of the hype has died has died down around him, too, because now that he's had some Cup Series experience, I mean, what does he have? Just one or two top 10s? One top 10 in 15 races. Yeah. So, you know, some of that hype has died down, too, you know? And, you know, my thing is this. is like, you know... If he's likely to get the 18, you know, I think he'll do a decent job in there, but I don't think he's going to set the world on fire neither. But then you add in all this other stuff with the way he races and with, with the way he handles certain, you know, media obligations and stuff on social media too. Like that target's going to be huge. And, you know, and what does this say to his teammates that he's going to be driving for and that uh, he's going to be driving with in the Cup Series? Like, I mean, yeah. Denny yeah. Hamlin had well, Denny Hamlin hit that one tweet he had tweeted too was um, interesting because he said, he and like, "This JD. was like, yeah, yeah this was I like four that. or five minutes after the wreck had happened." So I don't know. I'm just worried for Ty Gibbs entering the Cup Series next year. So, Eric, I, I want I want to hear what you think too because I think I think of the four of us, you and I have probably been the biggest like I won't say defenders, but at least like you know willing to be a little more yeah. open towards Ty Gibbs. Yeah, I. I I have so much to say. There's no way I'm going to be able to organize all my thoughts here just off the cuff. Um, Yeah, I've been a Ty Gibbs fan. Uh, I'm becoming less and less of a Ty Gibbs fan as time goes on. Like this year, the the instant first Martinsville race where he gets bumped out of the way, yeah, you you can be annoyed by that, but then goes over, hits Sam Mayer on pit road, goes and starts a fight, have some awareness. That, That made me think, okay, hopefully he can learn from that. Um, early in the year, you know, he wrecks Brian Sieg early at Las Vegas. Okay, he can maybe learn from that. He's not learning. He's not learning at all. There are moments where you think he's learned. Like, was it 
Road America, where he raced Kyle Larson clean for the win. Oh, and, and Pocono. And yeah, Pocono. Yeah. And he raced Noah Gregson clean at Pocono. And you think, okay, maybe he is learning. And then Martinsville happens. This Martinsville, where he wrecks his teammate for the win. And you could say, oh, he kind of made the comment like, well, he was racing me hard. He bumped me. Y'all were bumping each other back and forth. Whoever was in the lead was getting bumped. He it's hit Martinsville. You, about, you hit him a ton. He hit you a ton. Y'all were even. So don't give me that. So he goes in, he cleans him out. Didn't mean to wreck him. Are you sure? You don't seem to feel very bad about it. He goes out and does a complete burnout session. The, he, he, the, yeah. he antagonizes Give it the to me. If you didn't mean to wreck your teammate, you get out of the car and humbly be like, yeah, I hate to do that, but I'm glad <laughs> we got the win. I feel sorry for him. I just drove it a little too hard. He didn't do that. So from my perspective, he meant to wreck Brandon Jones, or at the very least, he doesn't feel bad about it. And at that point, I can't defend you. At that point, like you said, Darian, he's got a target on his back and he deserves one. Uh, you saw like Denny Hamlin's tweet about I miss JD. Yikes. Yeah, that, like, that was hard. deep. That was Boyer. Come Boyer. Boyer said there's no yep. class. Eric Jones. Oh, uh, Chase Elliott, I saw was like, I think Chase Elliott liked Eric Jones's tweet. That's how and, I saw and it. And then Noah That's Gregson walked by when Brandon Jones had an interview and he just literally walks by. He just goes, kick his ass, man. But also, let's not forget about Jeremy Mayfield's tweet as well. Using the bumper, you used to be an art. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just disappointed. And what you kind of asked a moment ago, Darian, you know, what does this tell you if you're a Joe Gibbs racing teammate of Ty Gibbs? It's Ty Gibbs racing. Unless he yeah. actually faces true internal consequences, because they're not going to pull him from the seat at Phoenix this week. He's contending for a championship. They're not going to do that. But unless there's some sort of consequences behind the scenes, how do you know you're not next? You know now that if you're in a must scenario and it, Ty Gibbs isn't, Ty Gibbs isn't going to care. He's going to wreck you and not apologize for it. Not in the slightest. So I don't know. They've lost Kyle Busch. They've lost Brandon Jones. They've lost Chandler Smith. Like the Joe Gibbs racing system is getting quite bare. And I worry if Ty Gibbs is part of that. Like he's toxic to that environment. Nobody wants to race behind or next to Ty Gibbs in that pipeline because they know that's the coach's grandson. He's always going to get preferential treatment and he races like a jackass. So Danny, I want to ask you this because Gibbs has, you know, set the same talking line over and over again. You know, it's a learning experience. We're gonna we're gonna look into it. We're gonna talk. So to is him. Joe Gibbs. Joe so Gibbs has I, said that too. I just the whole that, program. That, yeah. I want to ask you this. You know, people people were furious that NASCAR didn't step in. We've seen the same stuff over and over again in Joe Gibbs racing, and Joe Gibbs has it. If they've stepped in, it hasn't worked. Should NASCAR step in at some point when it's Ty Gibbs repeatedly doing the same things with seemingly no regard for anyone else in the field, unless it's someone like Noah Gregson who can kick his ass? I mean, maybe they can, but at the same time, this this seems more like a issue than a team kind of deal. Because I, I, I really felt like after that happened, the mentality of Joe Gibbs Racing was, well, we've got a guy who's announced he's leaving, and uh, maybe they they weren't so mad because they didn't want someone who's going to a rival rival manufacturer rival team you know to go out and win a championship because they literally if you think about it they just had daniel hamrick win a championship on him and, and bolt out of there so you know that kind of made it more awkward than the probably they wanted to they, they i feel like if they have a car is going to contend for a championship they'd rather beat it that one of the tight gifts right now 
it's just baffling to me because you could have had two cars in the playoffs. In the championship. I, I, I know, I know, I know. It's just now crazy. You got three JRM I mean, cars. You're literally yeah. swarmed. You're flanked on all sides. It, it's just confusing to me because we talked about this last week. I mean, he he was 33 points good. He didn't need to win that. Second place would have been just fine for him. But also at the same time, see, also at the same time I say that, but also I'm like, well, you know. He could have just finished second, but he did He did want the win, and he got the win, but I don't yeah. know. And then let me say something about Brendan Jones really quick, too, because what he said on the radio immediately after getting spun was interesting, too. He said, guys, I love you, but I can't wait to, to, to leave. I don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. him. But I'm, it's, to, it's to Eric's earlier point, like, I, yeah, it's kind of becoming Ty Gibbs racing to a certain extent, too. Now, you know, like, I mean, we've seen we've seen this sort of happen before too. Remember Kevin Harvick in 2013 in the Truck Series at the same track, by the way, Martinsville was like, "Yeah, I can't wait to leave RCR because you got these spoon-fed kids, you know, coming up." Blah blah blah. So I'm like, are we seeing a similar situation with Joe Gibbs Racing here happening now? So the Denny Hamlin tweet concerned me. Cause yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm cause... sure he's fine with Ty Gibbs. He respects. I don't know about respects, but he, you know, he's willing to work with him. He, but to tweet it, that it, though, right after, tweet, it, yeah. like that, that tweet not so subtly is suggesting that, Hey, your son would have handled Ty Gibbs better than you, Joe. Mm. Like that's, that's just, it's, it is deep. Well, if, if Hamlin had that much of a problem with him, he'd have John Hunter Nemechek driving to 23 this weekend. So, well, so I, I mm. looked back cause here's the thing. Like while he did go too far and he has went too far before, I'm going to say this right now and people might get mad at me, but it's the truth. Ty Gibbs is the perfect villain for today's NASCAR. He is the antithesis of what NASCAR fans like. He is somebody who NASCAR fans view as being handed something. He's incredibly talented. So I think that when he gets a hold of cup, he's going to run up front. Drivers hate him as much as the fans do. So it's somebody to rally behind uh, and and root against. And here's the thing. He is young. He's going to be around and doing this stupid stuff for a while. So I went back to probably the four guys I would say were the most out of control in the late 2000s to early 2010s that were younger drivers. Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano. And I'd say that each each year, Kyle Busch hit his worst at 2011, I would say. Kurt Busch, 2012. Brad Keselowski, 2014. Joey Logano, 2015. These drivers are between the ages of 25 and 33 and between their 5th and 12th year in NASCAR Cup Series competition. If Ty Gibbs follows that trajectory, you're going to have Ty Gibbs acting like this and probably not getting the worst Ty Gibbs you get until around 2030. Like, based on (laughs) recent history. I'm just saying, because he's so much younger the immaturity is that much more pronounced. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to see dumb. That's my problem. I'm okay with wearing the black hat, being aggressive. I just don't mm-hmm. like dumb racing. And I feel like he's made some just dumb moves that I, I think NASCAR consistent, not penalizing him at Martinsville. I agree. But mm-hmm. I think he's made enough dumb moves that now you start to wonder, should NASCAR start penalizing those kinds of moves? And I hate that we're gonna, we have to start having those conversations because uh, you know, I don't want NASCAR to over-officiate. Going back to our earlier discussion about Chastain, but like guys like Ty Gibbs racing like idiots might end up making it necessary. So yeah, I'm with you. Spoiled rich kid, never had to work, never raced in anything but the best, you know, throwing temper tantrums. He's a good villain. But he's also just, just dumb sometimes. And I want to yeah. cut back on the dumb. That's, that's all I ask. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that, that – I mean, I think moving forward because I don't think he's going to go – So I think Tony Stewart was the perfect villain because he yeah. earned his way. He was a great driver. You couldn't deny that, but he was just kind of nasty on the racetrack. I think you say the same about Earnhardt. You know, he was yeah. nasty mm-hmm. on the track, but you can't deny he didn't earn his way there. He's a good driver. Um, yeah. Gibbs, the spoiled you know, upbringing you know, sort of shtick uh, – uh, maybe not be for everybody. Well, I don't know. Uh, well, I'm I'm just saying it, like he's the perfect person to root against. Sure. Like, if I, you... I'm just trying. To, I think that's the problem. Is I at this point, I'll be honest. I don't know how you can root for Ty Gibbs, <laughs> Tony Stewart. I can see why you root for him. Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. I can see why you pull for him. I have a hard time seeing how you could root for Ty Gibbs. I entered this year a big Ty Gibbs fan. I had a T-shirt. I haven't worn that T-shirt yeah, in like nine I, months. <laughs> I really thought he was becoming your favorite driver since Matt Kenseth. I really I was did a, at, I, at one time. I really, last year, Ty Gibbs, the hype train was real. He's raw, making some mistakes, but he wasn't making dumb moves every other week. Now it feels like every month there's just mm-hmm. a, oh, what well, are you doing? Let, Logan, Logan's doom in the chat brought up the chant that Martinsville was chanting. Uh, Thank you, Grandpa. Thank you um, for letting me get away with this. I saw, I forgot who it was, but I saw somebody who had been in media for a while and known Ty Gibbs for a long time was saying that's not the same kid I knew, you know, th- even three years ago. Oh, yeah. Who did say that? It oh. was, I forgot who it was, but it was somebody <sighs> respected. Like, it wasn't Wait, like it, just somebody it, so, off the cuff. I think it was it, like a, was it Mark Martin? Is he Mark no, Martin who tweeted? I thought it was. I don't remember who. It was. Maybe maybe it was multiple people. I thought it was somebody in the media who had said that. Was it, so, yeah. was it oh, Dave, maybe you're was, right. Was it Dave Moody? Did he say something like that? No, he was um, it. Was it Jess Rolick, uh, the yes, old PR rep? Yes, yes, yes. She was Kenseth's PR rep years ago. So yeah, and she um, was De Benedetto's so, too. Yeah. So is she like referring to like oh he's changed like his personality wise mm-hmm. or like just like the way he races? Personality. I mean, the way he's he's always been aggressive racing. This is the thing I say about Ty Gibbs is like. Ty Gibbs off the track. Like, I've been able to talk to him. We've all been able to talk to him multiple he times. He seems nice. He's in, nice. In yeah. person. Yeah, he's a nice person. I think he he's a different well. person in the car, yeah. which is, in a lot of ways, is okay. I mean, Kyle Busch is the same way. I've always said that, like, what when I was younger, you know, just a fan and just watched the sport, I, was, I didn't like Kyle Busch. But then when I got to know him a little bit more, you know, out, outside and away from the track, I see the kind of, like, father figure it is. It's like, well, I got to I gotta say, I, I respect that. I, I like him as a person but as and now it's kind of like the same way with uh ty gibbs i like him as a person but he's gonna piss a lot of people off with the way mm-hmm. he drives and, and, and also oh god here the, the the big thing um the big thing that set a lot of people off and this is where i started memeing the hell out of him is when he basically compared his situation of being hated yeah. to jesus being hated okay, I'm like, it's uh, not uh, in the okay. same vein bro if, if <laughs> i can if i can say I get what he was trying to say with that Bible verse. Mm-hmm. I just don't well, think that was the right place and time yeah. to well, say no, it. Here's what, here's what he's saying. He's saying, I'm right. You guys don't have a reason to hate me, just as mm-hmm. you know, people didn't have a reason to hate Jesus. And I'm saying, no, you're wrong. You're wrong mm-hmm. for wrecking Brandon no, Jones. No, no, no I, I took it as more of, and again, I don't even know if it, was, it really wasn't even the, the right Bible verse to use in this case. He, he was more or less trying to say, people didn't like him or didn't agree with him at first saying you're referring to not agreeing or not liking jesus at first but they grew to like him then they grew to crucify him so i don't know that's what he's saying there yeah look ty gets faith is well known you know he you know says fine. it all the time so, yeah it. no that's that's fine don't too, but hide then, like, behind it yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> like like when you say these certain verses in the context of you know talking about certain moves and stuff that you made on track then yeah you're obviously going to get you know a ton of backlash for that too but 
But yeah, it's just you know, I tried to give him the benefit of the uh, of the doubt at first because I hadn't heard the clip yet. But then once I heard it, I'm like, oh come on, well, man! Like, like I, you can't I, do that. He's like, trying on. to say, I, I think he's trying to say something like. I'm just trying to block out the haters, you know. I'm trying to well, and, and he, to me affect he's me. He's doing a he's doing a good job with that too. Yeah, I mean, and that's like, fine. That's well yeah. and good. He's been a lot more quiet on social media. I mm-hmm. know, like that, that's good. I think he has some good people around him, kind of removing him from that situation. But no, the the Bible reference came across entirely wrong, and it's just. It is. It's just me. Yeah, I'm not here to make it a big serious thing. It's just. It's just one of those it's, dumb things. It's, to- it's tone deaf. It's tone deaf. Yeah. It, it's yeah. something a. Te- it's something a teenager would say. And I'm not using yeah. that as an excuse. I am saying that. I'm. I mean, Larry Mack hit it on the head a couple weeks ago. Like, if if you were gonna be acting like this and doing all this stuff and saying all this stuff, and you know, you have people who are basically enabling this they're not stopping it whatever whatever their strategy is is not working to stop him yeah. from doing these over and over again if it was a one-time deal like early in the year when he did some of this stuff i'm like uh maybe we're kind of overreacting but it's like it's consistent it's every other week it seems mm-hmm. like that there's something and that's what sucks about because he is a he's a talented race car driver mm-hmm. at the but, end of the day he is definitely one of the hottest pro- i mean we'll, we'll arguably the hottest prospect in, you know entering the cup series next year too and yes he's had some cup series starts underneath his belt but you know he's going to a whole new deal where you know some of these veteran guys are not going to let you know some of this stuff slide too now if he does come in immediately and starts running a whole lot better than he has been with uh 2311 then you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, you know, he still has a lot of learning to do, for sure. No, no, go, go Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I know we acknowledge Super Chats later on. But this guy just said, we know that Ty Dillon is the real Jesus. The oh. real Ty Jesus. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> well, going funny. going from one person that, uh, that people were asking to get punched in the face to a driver who was actually Ooh. punched in the face. Dude, um, and he was... Mm. Austin Hill versus Myatt Center. Here's the thing. Here's that the just thing. went. That just, that just went ignored by so many people. Yeah. This week. Here's, well, because nobody had well, saw the. Here's thing. the thing. Yeah. Austin Hill, like he practices martial arts and like. Oh, he does. <laughs> he does. That, he that, that is actually actually a lot of drivers <laughs> do that for reaction time, and oh, based God. on what he said, the story was, and what people said it was, is that Myatt Snyder came over, and he said, "Quote, you're hot." bleep because you you think you're hot bleep because you race for rcr and from what austin hill said is that snyder kind of like got closer to him and he warned him twice to get out of his face and he did that and let me i'll say let me say this too you know should nascar penalize him uh, like that well, that's that's been the question going around well, right now. I think it's borderline. They haven't pen, they didn't penalize yeah. Gibbs for punching Sam Mayer. It didn't have nearly the same force behind it that I, Austin no. Hills did. But no. I, I think maybe in the future they should kind of say, Hey, no more punching. Like now, don't shove, don't punch. After hearing after hearing I, some I don't of think that you con- should I don't think you should sorry, hold on, Derek. I don't think you oh, should be socking guys like that. Like I, I don't know. I'm so I'm if, so if, has Myatt Snyder cleared the race this week? Yeah, <laughs> uh, he is I just Snyder's in the wrong for going up. I don't know that yeah. his he was just unjustified and you know, he gets you get told to go away to, to get out of your face. If you get punched, that is on you. But we also can't be just green lighting the big biggest boys but, socking guys in front of everybody. Like, I just I, that's the we, first we, we, time he's we, done it. <laughs> didn't we suspend a crew guy for yanking Hamlin to the ground a few years ago? Like, he did. He I, did. I don't know. I yeah. think you can't have drivers punching each other like that. In my opinion, that's just how I see it. Now look, the way I see it is this: Look, we're all men at the end of the day, you know. So 
you know, well, there's certain things. There's a few women racing that are running up near <laughs> no, the front. No, no, I'm just being us four. Us four, right? Okay, okay. Us four, us four, man. Look, we're all men at the end of the day, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're feeling some type of way or if somebody comes in your personal space and if you tell them to leave, you know, like, and if they keep talking all this mess, because what did he say again, Jared? Like, you're, you you're hot. You think you're bleep. hot bleep because you race for RC. And you just ran 250 um, laps at Martinsville and stuff, too. And if, if a dude tells you, like, hey, get out of my face right now and he's like still getting closer and closer and closer i'm sorry bro but like what do you think's gonna happen i'm, I'm just surprised that austin held it and hit him back with well you lost your ride of rcr or something like oh. that. <laughs> well like, now he hit him back I, for I, real. i'm gonna say this like one one thing that always annoys me about nascar is that the fights are just a bunch of guys in a mosh pit pushing each other this around. was like legit. there's mm. like this wasn't I, a fight it was one punch and he was down <laughs> yeah you know, I, I bet you know i bet you might say you're gonna mess with the uh, austin no, anymore I, I, I'm more, like, more I of these people think... need to get punched in the face i'm sorry <laughs> like i i I, I, I am i because just pushing people around because it's basically you know what happened from the majority of nascar fights like these these aren't like little kids. These are grown yeah. ass men. So, and so I'm hand, actually going to change my mind. Way. I'm going to change my mind. As long as NASCAR does not officiate on track incidents like aggressive driving, wrecking, and stuff like that, then yeah, I don't think you can penalize because you're right. You're right. If you can't if you can't make send a message on the track because you, know, you get right or whatever you like. If NASCAR doesn't want you doing what Bubba Wallace did, then you got to do it off the track. And there's no better way to send a message than punching a guy in the face and knocking him to the ground. So I, say, I, say I don't, I don't condone it. violence. I don't punch people. I'm not a fighter. I, I don't punch people. I, I, mean, <laughs> I swear but, I'm not that bad. <laughs> well, I, I, even if someone was in my face, I, I don't see myself just punching them. I, I don't know. I haven't been in many fights. I'm a big boy. People don't usually approach me. I'm, I'm the Austin Hill in most instances. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't like punching people. But if you're not going to let people retaliate on track, I think you have to let them retaliate off the track. So I, I, I mean, think as long as NASCAR has their current rules, it's fine. I, I don't know why I'm even thinking about this, but I'm just realizing like we see stuff like the seven. How has there been cases where someone just like filed a police report or sent someone with charge for assault that, after this? So that's what Dale Jr. His rationale. He thinks that Austin Hill should be like fined or like you know penalized or something. And my 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 argument is is like why not just let them go? You know, hockey and. They go at each other, but as soon as someone hits the ground, like, that's it. Break the whole thing up. Because that's the thing. Every time there's a fight, we always get annoyed with it. It's like, oh, they just pushed each other. Oh, guys got in their way. And it's like. And now people are mad about it, like, because someone actually. That's what I say. It's like, like, some of these guys, I'll be real. I think the majority of these kids coming up have never been punched in the face before. No, no, you could tell. But Some of the stuff that they will say and think they can get away with. And it's like that. If, if they got punched in the face at some point growing up, they'd learn not to run their mouth that much. Yeah, look, 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 man, you know, look, some of us have a big mouth. I've been there, too, especially when I was younger, too. And, hey, sometimes I had to fight as a, as a result of that sometimes, too. So, you know, I won some. I lost some, you know, growing yeah, up. You're, but, you're, uh, hey, you lesson learned, you know. Big but... mouth at uh, Bristol nearly got me. And... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, in that case, I just ran away, too. But, no, nah, look, the point is this. Look, I'm not – condoning what Austin Dillon did. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he, you know, he deserved that. But like, Dylan. dude, if you are, oh, my bad, my bad. Austin Hill, Austin Hill, my bad. No, I'm not condoning what Austin Hill did entirely here. But like, again, it goes back to, you know, if you get in another man's personal space and you keep talking all, uh, you know, um, a whole bunch of mess here and stuff, like, use your brain. What do you think's going to happen, bro? Like, like, I mean, 
in my opinion, though, Maya Snyder, if he was talking all this mess and getting closer and closer and not going away, he should have been ready for it. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I, don't just, I'm sorry. I, I don't like punching. You know, Maya Snyder in the wrong, I don't think was justified in how he was getting in Austin Hill's face per the reports we've all heard. But I don't I don't like just laying a guy out like that. I don't think that's good. I, I don't I don't know. I don't like it. That's just me. Well, all of this between Ty Gibbs and then the KO that we found out on Sunday about has pretty much overshadowed the fact that we now have the final four for Xfinity. Now, we'll not probably go as in-depth on this one as the Cup one, uh, but we talked about it briefly that it is JRM versus Ty Gibbs. It is Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry, Noah Gregson, and Ty Gibbs. And going into this... I. I almost feel like the conversation should be, how can you justify saying uh, that Ty Gibbs could win this? Because that seems like the, everyone's the the running line right now going into this coming weekend is, well, there's no way Ty Gibbs is winning this. There's three guys in the final four against him and Brandon Jones. I, I think just because everyone says Ty Gibbs won't win it, that's how he could win it. You know, also Junior Motorsports has been extremely consistent this season too, whether it's just, you know, getting, you know, a bunch of top tens, a bunch of wins, purely on speed, you know, no, no BS happening in between. Like, I mean, they've been consistent, man. And, you know, a guy like Noah Gregson, Josh Berry, and Justin Allgaier, too, who Justin Allgaier, I think, is a, is a much bigger threat than, you know, a lot of people are uh, giving him uh, uh, credit for at the moment. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Ty Gibbs is going to be all alone, too. And, and also, too, like, I mean, who's to say, like, who's to say Brandon Jones doesn't, like, at least try to make it a little hard for him if they're in the same vicinity, you know? Just a little oopsie. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean, like, entirely take him out and stuff, you know? But, hey, you never know. I mean, he's his last race. At this this point, why care if if, if he wrecks him? If he's leaving. If he wrecks him on on, on oopsie or whatever it might be, you know, they say, hey, park it after that. Like, gladly, I'm out of (laughs) here. But yeah, no, but poor AJ Allmendinger though, man. He was so consistent all season long, and then just barely misses. I'm gonna say this: don't don't sleep on on uh, Josh Berry, just because Mm-mm, he's no. he's yeah. so good at these smaller tracks. People are gonna be looking at Noah Gregson because he wins so many races. They're gonna look at Ty Gibbs as like that, you know, guy that is the villain that could come up and win it and spoil it for NASCAR fans because that's happened. Uh, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna look at everyone. I feel like but him. And I, and I think that in a lot of ways, because it fits his driving style so well, he could he could end up being the favorite that leads like a hundred laps of this race. And watch all guys just dominate the entire you, thing. You know, I know it doesn't really have much to do with who the driver is, but at the same time, Junior Motorsports has only won a championship with nine car in their history. <laughs> right, that is true. So, Streak will continue. <laughs> I just I look at all who's been. Is this like his fifth championship four parents? Parents, I think he's been yeah. in the championship four almost every he's, year since he's becoming, he started doing it. He's becoming like the Hamlin of the Xfinity series. Mm-hmm. And he's really he, good, I, I just, but can't win that championship. Like, I talked about in Cup, like Truex, Logano, Bush. They've all been five times, and they've all won at least one championship. Allgaier is, I think, in his fifth, and he's still over. So is this the year? Like. Maybe. I mean, this is one of his best tracks, too. But I mean, yeah, it just he can't get it done in the championship four, unfortunately. But this might be the year. Maybe. Well, we'll talk a bit more about this at the end of the show. But man, I I knew going into it, we were going to have a long bit of, on, on the Martinsville mm-hmm. stuff. And while viewers like you guys at home help fund this show, we are also funded by our sponsors, including Lionel. You can pre-order your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast now at lionel.com 
or any authorized Lionel retailer. Also, you don't want to miss the latest NASCAR Authentics wave at a Walmart or other stores that present it near you. So thank you to Lionel for supporting NASCAR Weekly Podcast as well as the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. And guys, what do we have today? We'll get to it, I know, in the second half of the show, but with some breaking news right before we went live, Jimmy Johnson and Richard Petty reportedly combining forces. If you're just tuning in, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Stay tuned. We'll talk about it in about 10 or 15 minutes, maybe less. Um, crazy stuff. So I want to bring out this uh, crazy throwback. <laughs> and I have got two that are appropriate for championship weekend. I have got Kyle Busch. Uh, and one of the last seasons he remembers being good in this car and the 2019 championship weekend from Miami that, that was the only championship race I've been to. And then I've got Chase Elliott's championship car from 2020. Couldn't decide which one I wanted to go with, so I went with both of them today. Hey, it's championship weekend, so you know I had to pull out the Tony Stewart 2011 Office Depot Chevy, the same one he um, took home the 2011 Cup Series championship in. One of the greatest championship comeback seasons ever. Wasn't even a favorite entering that um, that season's chase for the Cup. Then all of a sudden, he went Chicagoland and rips off four more wins, winning five of the ten races, including the season finale at Homestead to beat old good old cousin carl edwards or no like that was his nickname they weren't really cousins and also too <laughs> um kind of un, um well sort of unrelated but um he had a funny quote over the weekend saying how he was having more fun at nhra than he was um anywhere else with vendors so funny well i don't have that much salt with mine i have casey atwood's number seven muppets car see right there Ooh. um when the Muppets had, I believe, their twenty, yeah, twenty fifth anniversary, twenty five years of the Muppet Show, uh, NASCAR had a bunch. I believe, was it all the Dodges had Muppets paint schemes? So this is the one for Casey Atwood. All, all the Dodges did Muppets, and all the Chevys did Looney Tunes that season. Yeah, That's I right. even think, I even think, I even think Dale Jarrett's Ford in that season had like a little Muppet still too. Yeah, I don't know. So mine have just been like some of the cars. But yeah, a lot of the Dodges did too. Yeah. But I, I like this one, especially like if you look on the bottom, it's little piano keys. Like it's hard I to like see because of the light, but. That's know. fun. But yeah. I guess, I, I guess that was like with the radio or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know. Yeah, and it's a serious uh, car. Yeah. But I, I always thought this one looked really good. But yeah, that is. Uh, thank you to Lionel for sponsoring the NASCAR Weekly Podcast all year. And. Uh, what is what is that rumbling? Oh, oh, sorry, oh sorry, sorry, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I ate too much. I guess. Uh, I think it's my stomach. So the only way to make it better is to say sliding round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jarrett, go ahead. Man. The fact that you went with the crazy eyes right when your mic peeked out. <laughs> All right, they, they were about to pop out of your head, and you were quiet. <laughs> All right, so we got a couple good things here today. First off, Keith Rodden has been named crew chief for Austin Dillon in 2023. Uh, Another Austin at Richard Childress Racing uh, is Austin Hill, but he will be also running six cup races for Beard Motorsports in 2023. Uh, The 2023 Bush Clash will be on Main Fox. The main event will be starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time, according to Night Race. That's exciting. I don't know if that's better for ratings, but it'll be fun for the in-person experience, I think. It should I love, be. I, I love it, this it, next one. That that means that it would start at 5. In, 5 in mm-hmm. California. Yep. Uh, Parker Kligerman will be driving full-time the number 48 big machine racing car in the Xfinity nice. Series next year. 
That's good. That's that's really good. Uh, there's a WWE's Big E of the day or of the new day. Is that his full name? Uh, his name is Big E of the group, the New Day. Okay. Jared, well, Jared he, trying to talk about wrestling sounds like all the you know, mainstream <laughs> media trying to talk do, about do, Ross Chastain. Do, do, do you want me to read this part? I, I I can I can read the racing part of it. Um, well, he's gonna be serving as the MC for the race, uh, introducing the starting lineup for the Cup Series as well as the championship for this weekend. So, from what I've heard of the Martinsville one. That should be much better than the Martinsville one. Yeah, so the so, Martinsville guy, I saw him at Texas a few years ago, and he was kind of interesting for a moment. Like, I respect whatever his profession is. Like, was he like a carnival barker? Oh, wait, is that the hot but, dog dude? I think that's the hot dog dude. Maybe. Yeah, yeah he, he is the guy who announces the Nathan's hot dog. Eating okay. Because oh, is I, he really? Oh, I, I didn't know. see I didn't see the but, race on Saturday, and I, I saw people saying, I'll, like, oh, it took forever. But well, that's him. That's what he does. I'll say yeah. this, though, for Biggie, he, it's a big win for this because he's one of the best hype men in all of wwe so this is a great pickup mm. for him to do this nice. good uh two <laughs> more three more things here uh brian france is Whoa. looking to be the final guest for the dale jr download this year oh that's wow. gonna be good That'd going be out with a bang uh, i bet you jeremy mayfield will uh will have he'll be listening yeah. um kbm will be announcing their 2023 plans on friday for what their driver lineup everything like that's gonna mm. be and then the 2023 All-Star Race at North Wilkesboro has officially been sold out today. So That was quick. And the resale market is insane. a couple hours. I saw like some of those resale tickets going for like $1,200. It's Jeez. Jeez, man. But yeah, okay. that'll, that'll do it for the lightning round. Yes, and that'll do it for this edition of the lightning round of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, back to the show. Before we get to uh, the Jimmy Johnson story, we have to thank Forney Industries as well. They offer a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metal working accessories, and much, much more. Uh, great for do-it-yourselfers or if you're a professional metal worker, Forney has everything you need for your next project. So be sure to shop all of their products online at ForneyEnd.com, right below my little square here. Uh, or look for their logo, which is above Darian's head, at an authorized Forney dealer near you. What's next, Jarrett? It's just Jimmy Johnson, that one IndyCar driver. These IndyCar drivers keep coming yeah, into NASCAR. I, I, I know. know. Open Wheel Invasion Part just, 2 just, or 3, whatever. Stay where you belong, Jimmy. Yeah, stick to your kind. Oh, gosh, that sounds so bad out of context. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, yeah, move on. Um, well, <laughs> the actual news, uh, Jordan Bianchi had tweeted out, actually right when Eric entered into the Zoom call with us, <laughs> you know, we thought he was trolling. He's like, hey, yeah, you're Jimmy in, Johnson's I coming come back? In, we're like, yeah, I come in and I'm like, guys, did you hear the news? Jimmy Johnson's buying Petty. And then and you, guys kinda, both, but you guys kinda, both just went back to like texting on your phone. Like, I'm like, I was mm-hmm. like, guys, no, wait, no, I'm serious. And he, kept, <laughs> he kept saying, I'm like, oh, wait, really? And then we go on there. It's like, yeah. So Jordan Bianchi had reported that uh, Johnson is finalizing a deal to obtain an ownership stake in Petty GMS starting next year. And here's a few other little things to add in too. Johnson will drive select races for the team and mm-hmm. an announcement is expected this week now i want to say you know thinking of it right now nobody has claimed to the 44 number do they uh well there was that was ryan scott still here that one ny racing racing i I feel like they can obtain it (laughs) i don't know maybe maybe that maybe they go with a more gms number like 32 maybe they're they're, they're, they're just gonna go to henry four yeah 
They're you know what? Go, they're, they're just going to go to Hendrick and say, give it back. He can have the 88. Hey, can I they do 84? I got an idea. How yeah. about 49? You know why? Because seven times seven is 49. And, you know, you got two seven-time champions Ooh, as car owners like now. That. You feel me? You, feel, you see what I did there? I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. So what are what are your guys' kind of overall thoughts of this? Because I'm looking at this and thinking somebody like Jimmy Johnson jumping into an ownership stake, similar to what Denny Hamlin has done in a lot of ways. I don't know how big of the stake it is yet. It might just be like a minority ownership role. It might be like, you know, how uh, Lewis Hamilton bought into the Denver, Denver Broncos, Broncos. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. he's like, yeah, I just make money off the side. Um, yeah. It could be something like that. But I have a feeling with Johnson actually racing in the car part-time. Yeah, it's it sounds like he'll be more hands-on, at least a yeah. little bit. Well, so, some people are even asking, would Ally dump Hendrick and Bowman? I no, think I think more no. likely we would see Carvana make a switch because I feel like they could get a much mm, better – I feel like they get a much better return on investment by going into NASCAR. <laughs> Mike yeah. Roots in the chat, send Bowman to the 25. Give me that 48. <laughs> <laughs> so really quick, I'll start off with my thoughts on this. So, like, first off, on the IndyCar side of things, I mean, he's done with full-time driving there, but there were some rumors that he was still going to go part-time with, uh, with uh, Chip Ganassi with possibly – Kimi Raikkonen taking the rest of the race. He'd probably want to do like the Indy 500 again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also there was well, there was some reports saying that Kimi Raikkonen was looking to be like a little co-driver teammate with his as well. The races Jimmy Johnson wouldn't race in, he would he would um, race him, he would uh, fill in for him. But but yeah, so I'm still waiting to hear official word on that end. But then as far as this NASCAR stuff, like something good. Holy crap! This NASCAR. Oh well, go ahead. I want to say good. Go ahead. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, you know, they're talking about different drivers coming over. Well, who, who is the big driver who's, uh, Helio Castroneves, yes. who would be in the Project 91 car for Daytona. The cutoff for the dual races, the two drivers going head-to-head to make the Daytona 500 are Helio Castroneves and Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that that is a storyline. That, that, is, that is will cool. get people watching the duels. Because I I don't see why he wouldn't try and get another Daytona 500. It's one of the it's one of the races he's insured to be co- uh, competitive in. Mm-hmm. So, True. so yeah. So Jimmy Johnson being a you know whatever own you know whatever type of ownership stake he'll um, have with GMS is very interesting because obviously you know a lot of us fans still associate with him with Hendrick Motorsports too. But I mean. There's a difference here. You know, Jeff Gordon, he has a role within the team. Jimmy Johnson is still, he's still obviously close with the two, with uh, Rick Hendrick and Jeff Gordon, but, you know, he's not with the team like that. So I, I think it's pretty cool for him to go over um, to another team and, you know, try and build something there too. So, and also, you know, making some of the, um, making some select cup series starts is also is basically just a bonus too. Like if it were just for the ownership stake, like that would still be a big deal, even without the select cup series races, yeah. because I, 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 you know, because a lot of us would assume like, Hey, if we were to take some type of ownership role, it would obviously be with Hendrick, right? Not the case. And, and, you know, like we said before this, um, this, um, the, um, the start of the show, like this is a very weird slash interesting team. You have two seven-time champions, you know, two of the three seven-time champions as, as car owners and then, you know, of, of the same team. And then also, too, the driver lineup is going to consist of Eric Jones, who is still, you know, he's still moving up, in my opinion, still moving yeah. up the ranks. And then Noah Gregson, who, I mean, like, look, he's doing, you know, he's setting the world on fire in Xfinity now, but... I mean, he's he's going to have a lot of learning to do next year full-time in that next-gen car. So, I mean, hey, what better help to get than, you know, from former seven-time champions, too? So that team, 
they, you know, they, they definitely, they've been good at times this season, but next year they're definitely one of the most intriguing teams entering 2023. Yeah. I mean, all this is so new. So it, it, we have like two sentences to go off of. I mean, Jimmy Johnson investing back in a NASCAR after basically spending two years or so away from the sport is interesting only because you know, everyone's waiting on the next TV deal, the next, mm-hmm. you know, revenue sharing agreement. And last we heard a few weeks ago, that wasn't in a great place. So I think there's a lot of tepid owners and potential owners. Dale Jr. even said on his podcast, he's basically pausing the idea of investing in and in, into a cup series charter, but here you have Jimmy Johnson, Investing in a Chevy team that's not Hendrick Motorsports, teaming up with Richard Petty, the King. I, I, I don't know. It, it's that alone is really interesting, and, and I'll be curious to see if this announcement does, uh, you know, get announced this week. Like, will they talk about what his role within the team will be? How hands-on will he be? How much is he investing? Um, like to me, that's the most important part because while it'll be fun to see Jimmy Johnson back behind the wheel of a race car, a NASCAR race car here and there, um, long-term his future is ownership, and you know coaching and, and that kind of stuff so i don't know there, there's a lot it's exciting to have one of nascar's all-time greats back and seemingly back for the long haul um but what will that role exactly look like i don't know but if we're just talking about specific races next year obviously you want to see him do the double if possible coke 600 indy 500 if the schedule allows it that'd be great but besides that i'd be nervous putting him behind the wheel of a super fast at a super fast track just because of the, the head injury concerns with this car but i See, go for it. I don't know. This is another thing to think of too. Between Project Ninety One, Jimmy Johnson, you know, maybe doing it too. Kyle Busch having the option, and even Kyle Larson, you could see, you know, if everything fell perfectly, which is a lot of ifs, you could probably see whether it's this year or next year, very soon, up to four, maybe five drivers doing the double. That would be such a big deal across the a, entire motorsports landscape. Mm-hmm. In they could share a flight. <laughs> they, really, they really could. God help the one that if one of them actually wins the race, because the they odds will go stay up. Forever. They got to stay forever. Man. <laughs> but I, I'm excited about this for both the short-term and long-term stuff, because there is, there is so much that can be gained from it on an ownership side, from a driver's side, from a mentoring side. You know, we talk about Noah Gregson. I'm excited to see Eric Jones with how well he's done having Jimmy Johnson as a, like a that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think Eric I Jones think is even, a top ten driver right now. I don't mean to interrupt you, Jared, but on that note, even Gregson. I think the one thing he's missing is refinement, and I don't want him to refine his personality too much, but maybe his discipline behind the wheel, his fitness discipline. God, Jimmy Johnson's hey, like the best guy you could possibly have for mm-hmm. that. I, I man, this. But it's also, all kind of like at falling in a place as we're sitting here thinking about it. But it, it makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. But also, um, um, Eric, I think you made a point where like, yeah, you were happy that um, Gregson was going to uh, to um, the uh, GMS Cup Series team. But also you were like, well, who is he going to learn from? You know, like, you know, like um, it's a weird team. Jones, yeah, you know, Gregson, very different, both young. You know, And obviously, obviously Richard Petty's there, but he hasn't driven in quite some time. Yeah. You know, he can only help so, so much. But now Jimmy Johnson's there. Like Noah Gregson, he's been with. Kyle Busch, Dale Jr., and now Richard Petty and Jimmy Johnson on the same team. Well, that's very, very, very intriguing indeed. Well, we're going to have to wait until this week or maybe next week, whenever, next year to learn more details about it. But, guys, we got three championships left to decide. Uh, I think we should probably get on into that. Oh, it's the last, last weekend of the season. That's crazy. I feel like we just started yesterday, man. Like, it's crazy. It just goes by quick. Yeah. 
Well, let's get into it. Uh, looking at what we got right here set up. The truck race will be the Lucas Oil 150, 150 laps. Starts at 10 p.m. Eastern time on Fox Sports 1 and on MRN as well. It's going to be a late one, y'all. It'll be late. Uh, weather throughout the day is 66 and a cool but sunny. No chance of rain. Last year's winner was Chandler Smith. Uh, when you look at the Xfinity race, you have the NASCAR Xfinity Series finale. It's 200 laps uh, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time on USA Network and MRN as well. It's going to be 70 degrees, uh, cool, partly sunny. No chance of rain with that either. Last year's winner and champion, Daniel Hemrick. Then you got the Cup Series finale on Sunday. 312 laps starts at 3 p.m. Eastern time on NBC and MRN. It's going to be 76 and sunny, beautiful weather, 0% chance of rain again at the moment. Last year's winner was Kyle Larson. And I will note to everybody, in case you missed it, Alex Bowman will be returning to the 48 car for one last race with Greg Ives and will also be returning to his home track. Darian, what are our championship guys' odds this week? What are the championship for? Who, who is Vegas picking as the favorites and the underdog among them? So it's very weird. The, the site I usually get these odds from, Vegas Insider, they didn't update their their um, um, their betting odds at the time. So I had to go to a, a bunch of different places. And here's what I was able to get. Chase Elliott enters this weekend as the favorite at plus 250 to win the championship. But not too far behind is Christopher Bell at plus 300. And tied for third is both Joey Logano and Ross Chastain at plus 400. So yes, Chase Elliott's the favorite, but ought to be not by much. Now, as for the best of the rest, uh, Kyle Larson is plus 1,200. Um, and again, these aren't championship contenders, by the way, but you know, guys that could potentially maybe win the race and not the championship. Uh, Kyle Larson is plus 1,200, followed by Denny Hamlin plus 1,300. Kevin Harvick and Ryan Blaney are plus 1,500, and Chase Briscoe is plus 2,000. As for the underdogs, these are very interesting indeed because Martin Tricks Jr. is plus 4,000, Kyle Busch plus 5,000 along with Tyler Reddick, Daniel Suarez plus 6,000, and finally, Eric Jones is plus 10,000. Now, also, too, uh, we have our NWP at Fantasy League standings. And at this point, give a round of applause to Trevor Sports 98. You are officially the overall league standings champion. You Honestly, you probably locked it up a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I just wanted, me, just wanted to keep it exciting. But, yeah, no, he's so far ahead now. Um, yeah, it's not even close. So, yeah, congrats on the championship. So, he clinches the championship, but we still have a tight battle for second between Toyota Tough and 48 Nation, followed by uh, our, um, RGP Racing 2 and 4th, and finally, finally Mahaffrey Racing, or, or Mahaffrey Motorsport, excuse me, rounding out the top five. As for the playoff standings, though, um, let's see. Oh, yeah, Adam Cub Racing. All he needs to do is have um, just at the very least an average day, and then he clinches it. So, yeah, so I feel like he's good. And then the second is Trevor Sports 98, who basically had pretty much the best season out of anybody too, you know, when you combine both the playoff and overall standings, but also Danny B wife in third. Yeah. She could potentially finish with the top three I, uh, run. I'm cool. below it in both. I was in the top five in both overall right. and playoffs. And now I'm eight in both. I don't know what I did. Right. Stuff happens, man. These are really competitive. This league's competitive. And then Mahaffrey motorsport is in fourth and rounding out the top five is our very own Denny delivers. Yeah. Congrats, man. Nice. So, so yeah, well, so last week. So if you want to make up some spots, now's the time to do it. 
I want to I want to have make sure the chat is up on my end so I can see the reaction here. Oh yeah. The pick points heading in amongst us and the chat. The chat still has a very very narrow lead. They have 581 Ooh. total points. Eric, mm -hmm. you are only 3 points behind. Three points, y'all. It's a toss-up. Oh my gosh! Yep. Three yeah. races this weekend. Yep. Chat. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You really have to let the chat pick first because if you picked, they could just go with exactly whatever you had mm -hmm. and just play. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the thing is, is that these are only two in it. Uh, me, Danny, and Darian are all mathematically eliminated because I think the most you can get is forty-two in a weekend. And I'm third, 55 back. I Yes, I have jumped up to third. I'm as surprised as anyone else. Uh, Danny is fourth, minus 58. And Darian is taking up the basement, Ooh. minus 61. But really, this year... Only six points spread apart, though. That's crazy. This year, the I, basement's turned into like a half basement that you kind of already can see the floor level. Yeah, so, it's we, been pretty we, close. We just all kind of keep taking turns getting out of it. But I will say, I stayed in third for a long part of this year, and I, I hate to have just lost it in the final week. Well, no, you can get it back. You can get it well, back, man. So what so. we're going to do is, and because I, I trust that you guys have the integrity and I have the integrity that we're not all going to pick the same and all that stuff, no, no matter no. what the order is. So I'll start off, then we'll have Danny, Darren. I mean, I mean what, what if you had who was going to pick? No, I'm saying, but I'm saying if we did it like in any other order. Like, oh. we're... We're going to have me, Danny, Darian, then the chat. And once the chat puts in their picks after the three of us, Eric will put in his pick. Uh, that way, if it's the same, it's the same. Let's start off with the Truck Series race. Uh, when it comes to these championship races, I like to go with the hot hand. And I think the hottest hand in the Truck Series right now is Ty Majeski. I'm going to Ty Majeski win in this one. Well, I think a little bit opposite of you. I think that history matters in this case and it is last year but he is now chandler smith is who i have winning the championship and it'll be a unique way for kbm and toyota to go out now really <laughs> quick just want to make sure so the championship four for trucks ty majeski zane smith chandler smith and then ben rhodes correct yes mm -hmm. yeah okay okay so you know yes ty majeski has the hot hand you know, but then, you know, how many guys have we seen have the hot hand in the final race of the season before and then just completely falter, you know, whether it's their fault or to no fault of their own. And then, yeah, you know, I, I do like Smith, but it's a different kind of Smith. Zane Smith, I think, will finally pull it off and win the Truck Series Championship. Well, looking at the chat right now, I think they're going. It, it looks it's, like it's, it it's a like lot Zane. of it's a lot of Zane Smith. Oh. I, I think we're I think the chat. Is gonna go with Zane Smith this week. There, there, it's it's fairly split, but I do see a lot more Zane Smith than anyone else in this. Yeah, it looks so like a lot of Zane to me. We're gonna which, give him Zane. All right, which, man, which chat, isn't a bad pick. This is his, he's got the experience. He's young, but this is his third straight Truck Series Championship four. And remember, last over. year he only had like four top tens last year too. So not <laughs> again last in. year. This year a little more dominant, but you know his wins. For the most part, all kind of came early in the season. In fact, I think they all came in the first eight. So talking about Jerry, you know, what have you done for me lately a little bit? I, I don't know. I'm a little nervous about Zane Smith, which is why I'm going with his not brother, Chandler Smith. 
I, hey, I nope. agree. I, I think KBM winning on their way out of Toyota would be pretty hilarious. So. Hey, just like last year, nobody picked Ben Rhodes. Just again, <laughs> oh, just my like gosh. Last year. And look what happened. Look what happened again. Powered uh, by his best friend, bud. Hey, dude, what if Ben Rhodes wins it again with none of us picking? <laughs> the chat, like, I, like I only saw, like, one or two people in the chat picking Ben Rhodes. Like, even the defending champion gets no respect again. Watch him prove us wrong again. I hope he wins it just for the simple fact I want to see him get drunk again. That was great. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, let's go to the Xfinity series. Starting off, I'm just realizing this is, like, the first time I've started off since, like, like the start of the year so i'm not used to it anymore um, i have i have a feeling we probably all have the same person for this one but let's see let's see let's see i mean this man has not failed me very much i'm going with noah gregson i'm also going with noah gregson i am not <laughs> i'm going to go with another junior motorsports driver you know we talked about him earlier he's won here before you know, he barely got in. This is his fifth appearance. I think Justin Allgaier somehow, ah, some way, you're pulls going, it off. You're going off the Hamlin of the series. Yeah, I am going with him. So, so let's see what happens here. Justin Allgaier. Uh, okay, the chat, chat, is, chat is clearly going with Gregson. <laughs> yeah. Not even close. Yeah, not even close. So yeah. Okay. I mean, you look. It, so Trucks didn't race at Phoenix this year, but Xfinity did. And you look, uh, Justin Allgaier finished 10th. Not too bad. Uh, Ty Gibbs finished sixth. Okay, pretty good. Josh Berry finished third at Phoenix. Hey, now. But I got to go with Noah Gregson. He won. <laughs> so, I'll agree. I'll go Gregson. You're I welcome, d- chat. I'm just realizing if Gregson finishes ahead of Allgaier, Darian is like kissing third goodbye. He's not getting third or yeah. fourth. Oh, oh well. All right. Let's get our suck picks in. With this one, I don't think we have to worry about the order. So, Eric, start us off for suck and, and dark horse ones. Who 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 do who do you think is gonna suck this week? Um, suck. Uh, I'll, I'll just pick on him. Ty Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the guy who we talked about sucking earlier, Kyle Busch. I'm at a grant. He thought it was bad at that one. I, I feel like I feel like if he gets out there and it's the same type of car, he's literally gonna park that and walk away. <laughs> oh, even with all the fans' faces what a on way. the car, what a he'll, way to end he'll, the car. I, 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 he'll do enough at the beginning of the race to pay tribute to that, and then if it's bad, he's getting out. I think mm-hmm. isn't Eminem's wrapping the pace car because I think it's a Toyota pace car, and Toyota saying, "Hey, Eminem's, you can wrap it or whatever." Yep. So mm-hmm. there's be a lot of Eminem's out there. All right, so this guy's coming back, and I'm not doing it to pick on him too. It's just he's been out of the car for a while, so I'll go with Alex Bowman. It's and it's, it's not a too great a track in recent memory. Yeah. Um, it was good like the first time. That was it. <laughs> you know what? There's no concise. There's no like c- clear concise one for the chat, but I'm gonna just in the to be fair, so that nothing weird happens. I'm gonna give you guys Almarola. Of course. Yeah, That's what I, I was saying. I, I've seen that or him or Custer. So either one's about the same yeah, at this yeah. point. I'm going to give you Almarola so that you guys don't get trolled by you know, hey, an accident. Cole Custer was like top five all last week I, until the end. Just mm-hmm. saying. Just saying. So <laughs> who, well, who's your dark horse pick? Cole Custer. I, not, yeah, sure. Cole Go Custer. Go for it, man. Why not? Uh, We've why been not? trashing yeah. him all it, year. It, 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 it don't matter at this point. Yeah, I mean, isn't he from California? I know this is Arizona, but it's close. It's kind of a West Coast guy. Yeah. Maybe he'll, the, the dry air will suit him well, be good for his skin or something. I don't know. I think isn't it the opposite? Isn't it usually like humidity uh, for your skin? Arizona, the Florida um, of the West. 
<laughs> I thought that was Las Vegas. <laughs> no, 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 Arizona is way crazy. I feel like there's more Las Vegas man stories than Florida man. Um, I'm going to go with Brad Keselowski on this one. Uh, I'm going to be opposite of Darian. I, I don't think he's going to win it by any means, but I feel like in his last race of Greg Ives, Bowman's going to, and coming back from a while not in the car, he's going to want to have a good race this one at his home track. So put Bowman down for the underdog on this one. I'm going to go with Chase Briscoe. He won the race in the spring, obviously. And and if he was in the championship four, you know damn well I would take him to win the championship anyway. But, yeah, no, I think I'll have the decent run to end this season. And I'm looking in the chat, and I'm going to be honest, there's no clear one again, but the one I keep seeing pop up is either 45 or 48. And we don't really need a poll because it don't matter. It doesn't count for points. Give him 48. I just saw three in a row. Yeah, yeah, I just saw three. No, make make it four in a row. Five in a row, yeah. So – we, we got a lot of Bowmans in there. All right. Yeah. All right. The moment of truth. Yeah. I only get to, to do this two more times all, you know, for the rest of 2022. So I got to make it count. All right, fellas. Who's going to win? Wait, two more times. This did is he the blow, last race. Did, Darian, talk. Or did, did you blow your mic out? Oh, wait. This is the last time. That's right. We only have two more shows. <laughs> That's yeah. the last race of the year, dude. That's right. That's right. All right. Let me do it again. One more time. And, 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 to and you need to, you need to reset your mic. You're, you're very low right now. All right. Hold on. <laughs> do, 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 do. How do I sound now? Yeah, you sound uh, like you. All right. Cool. All right. <laughs> For the last time all season, who's going to win? <laughs> i feel for you on spotify because get, every time he blows out his mic you must be like what am i getting, waiting for he's getting up. quieter every time i give yeah. up who's gonna win the finale at phoenix I'll start it just off sounds on. like he's it sounds like he's centering himself who's gonna <laughs> <laughs> i'll start off on this one guys i picked him before I doubted him at times, and he proved me wrong to prove me right, and he's going to prove me right and be clutch again. It's going to be like, what is this, the fourth time that somebody has made it as a walk-off win into the final race to win the championship? Going Christopher Bell. Going Christopher Bell. I am also on this same train. Christopher Bell, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. (laughs) Talked about him earlier, you know, well, we talked about a lot of guys earlier, but, you know, this guy I talked about earlier, um, you know, I feel like they, him and this team, they've been waiting, you know, they've just been coasting throughout the entire playoffs, waiting to, to step up when it counted the most. Chase Elliott is a two-time Cup Series champion. Good pick. The, the chat is going fast. But I am seeing the one more than any other number so far. Well, we, we know David Bell in the chat's uh, swaying them to pick the twenty. Of course. It's it's close. I feel like though, if I put up the final four again, it's just going to be redundant from earlier because they picked Chastain. In yeah, that one. yeah. I, I would say do do the I've top seen, three. I've seen one. And I've seen nine and. 20. Not as many people are doing 22, but I've seen one, nine, 20 more. Well, well, remember, the 22 got the least votes to begin with anyway. But yeah, I'm not so seeing as many do, right now. Let's do one, nine, and 20. I, I, I'm committed. 20. I know who I'm going to pick, and I don't want to pick differently even if they do, but I do. So, wanna, I don't want them to skew their vote based on what I'm going to pick. Let's get this poll up so they can answer this, and then Jarek yeah. can read Super Chats. I mean, and, I, and, do, do, I think they'll we just give it a pretty minute. quick. Yeah, they'll yeah. vote. The vote for pretty quick, and then Eric will have his ready to go. But if it just if it is immediate, that yeah, it's immediately 
going to Ross Chastain in the first 40 some oh. votes. Oh, yeah, yeah, let it get to 100. Let's see what it's at when it's at 100. Oh, it'll probably get to 200 pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it, it's it's going between the one and the nine. Should we uh, okay. should we just oh. whittle it down well, the whole time? I'll- on that note, I think it's safe for me to make my pick. Uh, so I agree with your philosophy, Jarrett. Uh, I'm super excited to see the black and yellow colors racing for a championship once again. Christopher Bell is my championship pick. And, uh, all I, right. I think, and now they're in the chat. They're like, oh, crap, oh, crap. They're over 100 <laughs> votes. It's it, They're going Chastain, it looks like. I, yeah. I, I just I, He's got a two-time champion crew chief, Adam Stevens, working with them. His pit crew has been on it lately. They've won twice in the clutch already these playoffs. What's one more time? I don't you know. know. I, 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 I thought I just, about this. Oh, go my ahead, only my only concern is that I feel like flat tracks typically are Toyota strengths, and this has been a weird year for Toyota, where they struggle at Martinsville, they struggle Ooh. at road courses. So I'm a little worried about that. But mm. I, I think Bell and Stevens will overcome it. Ooh, and the it the answer doing, is not unanimous now. No, we're gonna do another poll. Yeah, <laughs> but really quick, I just thought about this too. How do you think Adam, Adam Stevens feels? Like, oh, dang, dang, Kyle Lewis, I used to work with you, but. And look at you now, you know, <laughs> I'm going for a championship. <laughs> I just think it's it's showing you how good Adam Stevens is, that he's been yeah. in the championship for three times with two different drivers in like seven years. Like that's, that's a man. That's pretty impressive. That's, what, wasn't there, wasn't there a falling out with him and Kyle Busch or they just got there, moved? There was around. a, the there was a personal disagreement. I think oh, if okay. I remember Kyle Busch wanted a few changes and it basically mm-hmm. led to like a breakup entirely. I'm, I'm going to say this right here. I called that back when it happened. That was the dumbest movie possibly could have done. Uh, and, and it proved it. Adam yeah. Stevens has won in the end. Uh, Adam, St- uh, Adam Stevens must be feeling himself now. Like, man, Kyle, you needed me. <laughs> and uh, I I put the poll out asking who wins the cup championship. And right now it's it's almost a landslide. Chastain, Whoa. 62 to 38 over Chase Elliott. So uh, let's, let's just see. That's how it started off last time. Let's so see we, so let's see. We had two bell picks. Um, Darren, one you're, going Chase, you're going Chase Elliott. Oh, we three. You yeah. went Bell as well, Danny? Okay. Yeah. So, we, yeah, three Bell and, and an Elliott, and now we're oh, looking. So again, everyone's everyone's so, discrediting so, Logano. I'd be, I'm worried about so, Joey. I'm just saying really, he's got two extra weeks to prepare. Really, the only difference between me and Jarrett is going to be the truck pick. Uh, the truck pick might actually determine which person finishes third. That's the funny part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're closing in on, on 200 votes, and it – he just gained another percent on Elliot. I think, I think they're picking Chastain. Good luck, chat. Official. Good luck, chat. God help them if they're like good all weekend, and then Bell ends up winning it over him. But yeah, we're <laughs> gonna end the end the poll there. Uh, and while we have over six hundred in here watching right now, be sure to watch the finale next week, where we'll talk all of these races and everything else on Eric's channel. Gonna be really fun. Last one of the year. Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. That'll be what, November 9th? 9th, yes. yes. Wednesday night, yes. 8 p.m. Eastern. And it'll be, be all one. over for another year. <sighs> and that will cover it. That will cover it. Uh, join us next week on Wednesday night, November 9th, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Eric's channel for the finale. This is it until February 1st next year. So if you if you haven't been in, if you're watching this back or listening back, or if you want to watch it live, this is your last chance of 2022 to do it. Uh, but we're going to go through everything with the finale, the entire season, our favorite moments, stuff with favorite moments on the show, preview stuff for the off season, and uh, everything you need to know to follow and, us through to 2023. And we'll be talking about that. Uh, Eric, you step out of the group car that's racing this mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. yeah. 
set a reminder, 6 p.m. Eastern Saturday on USA Network. Honestly, I mean, I, who knows? It's not going to get like spotlighted on TV. Likely, I'm hoping for a top 20 run. Well, in qualifying, uh, you, it will, you, right? You, it, you'll, it should at least get same during the qualifying. That's session. what yeah. I was going to say. Is is tune in? I don't remember exactly what time it is, but earlier in the day on Saturday, tune into qualifying. I'll, see what happens. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm hoping. I'm hoping for sure. I'm hoping they they either a pronounce my name right if they say Eric E step. Uh, if they say S step, that's fine. But I really want to know if they say out of the group, if they have any idea what this is. If I want to hear Rick uh, Allen say something about my car. I want the I'm, words I'm, out of the groove, whatever, to come out of Rick I'm, Allen's mouth. I'm still yeah. expecting it to be Dale Jr. And he said, now this guy's got a good YouTube channel. He about says that. That Dale, would be, uh, that would yeah. be amazing. What did Dale Jr. Uh, turn into quote, Southern Chris Collinsworth? <laughs> now here's a channel. <laughs> now, now here's a channel. Here's a channel, Rick. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Uh, to, to, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time is the qualifying. That's when you Thank can you, catch Danny. that. Uh, I don't know. I guess it'd be on USA for the qualifying session. Hopefully it's on USA. Hopefully it's not just NBC Sports app. That would be lame for yeah. the championship. But they yeah. would pull some some crap like that, mm-hmm. wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, well he's playing on some. I don't see why it wouldn't be on USA. So. Oh, Chris um, Carter. Chris Carter jersey. I see you gotta do a skull chant right. You gotta have a Viking jersey on, and I figured I have. You, I, I copped my dad's. Have a, you only have a million to choose from. I have my dad's <laughs> old Chris Carter jersey, so figure cool. Nice. End out with that. All right, skull. Come on, skull. Titans. Skull. Titans. Skull. Titans. Skull. Titans. Skull. Titans. Skull. Titans. Skull. My team is winning more than your guys's. Skull. Skull. Titans. Titans. Danny, shut up. It's a skull chant. When your team uh, doesn't lose more than one game, we can start talking. Skull. 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 All right, y'all. See you you next week. Bye-bye. All right, pizza. Go Wolves. Great, great. Holy moly. Take off! Yeah! This guy. Thank you! Woo! Hell yeah! 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 H